welcome everyone. Episode twenty, pretty uh, pretty nice little milestone of the Fun Uncle Podcast. Didn't know it. I am your Fun Uncle Dude, joined by your Fun Uncle Brandon. Heyo. And your Fun Uncle Cooney. What's up, uh, boys? We just watched UFC two fifty eight go down. We did. And uh, might I might I say that Kamaru Usman is that dude? Fucking. He's my new favorite. Good luck with that Love fucking that fella. We were saying the, uh, you just look at the bullet points of the guy. I can't even think of Usman was going to win off the bat. He was the favorite. Everybody did here, right? I thought Gilbert was going to win. I thought Gilbert I mean, had the yeah. tools, you know what I mean? I, I Over here, the way I put it... I said Usman. Yeah, the way I put it was, uh, if the same kind of Gilbert comes out that fought Tyron, that just masterpiece of a fight, then he might pull it off. He's got fucking disgusting jujitsu. He hits like a fucking ton of bricks nowadays. And, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, he, he he had the tools. It's the same when John was out there winning and, like, Glober Teixeira came around. Like, there's always these guys who had the tools. He'll be able to get inside. He'll be able to knock him out, that kind of shit. Or Rumble Johnson. There's a couple of guys that were, like, on track to be like, he's going to be the about, one. But you were saying something about fight about Usman. What, just... His well, the just the things about him were fucking. He's got the best takedown defense ever. He's got a chin How like the hell a do fucking. You, take him down? you don't. That, yeah. No one's done it yet. No one's done it. He's got one loss, and that was fucking some time ago. And he's got that championship confidence now, dude. Like, dude, we were laughing after... when he walked in with that tux on. We we're like, yeah, dog, that yeah. guy is a fucking winner. Yeah, <laughs> got dressed the part, bro, and he does that shit. He looked to the nines, untouchable. He, he, he looked like he was about to go and get murdered for a speech. He just <laughs> he just he got clipped too, man. Some adversity early in the first, early in the first, very reminiscent of how fucking Gilbert did fucking Woodley with yep. that fucking gnarly crack. And then Woodley was kind of bright eyed and wasn't really trying to be there for the rest of the shit. And I was like, damn, is Usman gonna try to? To pull out of this, or is he going to fall into that same kind of, you know, typical sequence of someone who just got racked up in the first fucking minute of a fight? He, uh, he came back. Trevor Whitman hit him with that beautiful corner quote. Your champion because of your jab. Started landing that. Some leg kicks, some shit you never typically see from him. And then gained some confidence. He got his own overhand right in. Put him on, not on his ass, but really fucked him up. His what jab. They say? Put him on Queer Man, Street. His jab is no joke. Bro, both hands now. Right? Both like, hands now. Good luck, fellas. That's all I'm saying. Orthodox. Good luck. Yeah, he, I think he he put he put Gilbert on his ass. With a jab. With, uh, with a, with, from the left and from the right. Fucking hell. You can't take him down. You're not going to knock his ass plain out. Did it look like he ran into a pole? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about his post-fight call-out of uh, Masvidal? I think fucking Cormier hit it on the head where he's like, he doesn't feel too threatened. The guy's actually talking shit. It's like, let me just go in there and get this free money. And then Joe put an exclamation point on it. And uh, so he probably just wants to, you know, shut a guy down who's talking shit. And, uh, yeah, that George fight, six-day, you know, I understand what what happened, but it didn't look like George on his best day would do a ton of work to him. Yeah. 
Who knows, though, man? Georgie be knocking motherfuckers straight out, dude. So, I, you know, who knows? Fights are fucking crazy. But uh, I just don't... I, I don't see it. Usman's on that fucking... That gnarly, like, trajectory. Super confident. Like I said, he's got a fucking head big as hell. <laughs> You're not going to just knock him clean out. You're not going to take him down. And he's got two piston jabs fucking... It's like, good, good luck, dog. Good luck with that. He's no joke, man, for sure. Uh, the co-main was uh, Macy Barber against Alexa Grasso. Alexa coming through, son. Right, like, just... Crisp boxing. Improved on, like, stand-up. Their little fucking transitions were sexy, too, man. Yeah, She's out like, there doing work on the ground. Yeah, showed she can grapple now. Fucking hell. Like, that little Mexican chick is bad. Yeah, dude. I said I was like the, the you know if I the timeline of her career and then looking at how Amanda does things like there's always a, a bit of a decline. You know, cha- champions lose. I was like I wouldn't be surprised if you fast forwarded a couple of years and she's the one to knock her off if she keeps improving at this rate. She's been improving ever since she stepped in the doors. Pretty impressive little girl, man. Yeah, she a button too. And it's like it's cool to see like her steps and progression yeah that's the funnest part about watching like single when you're watching a team sport you're watching how franchises ran and it's it's got a lot of ins and outs it's so much easier to just watch the progression of a single a skater a mma boxer you know what i mean like just a stand-up comedian you see people that do stuff by themselves we were talking about burt kreischer earlier and i was like i remember when he wasn't that funny you know what i mean like then those breakthrough Little moments. The machine. The machine. Yeah, yeah dude. Like, you well, remember I mean, the stuff coming Bert, up. I think the, Bert, or, I mean, the podcast really broke it through because it made you look at him like you Joe's, want, it's a person you want to kick it with. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Joe Rogan's, like, solely responsible for, like, a gang of those, like, comedy group. careers. Yeah, well, because there's the that original, like, Death Squad back in the day. Remember all yep. those guys that worked at the Ice House? Um, those guys, he didn't put them on too, at the same I mean, rate, Burst, though. I mean, Burst stand-up isn't that good. I mean, it, it's hilarious because I know the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. This guy. <laughs> we, we got another uncle in the house. Joined by your fun uncle, Ty. You What's up, there? Ty? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Rocking my daughter's <laughs> fucking road. You got the unicorn jacket on, boy. Oh, Cold, that's it. It's not cold. fucking warm in here. That's for sure. Las right? Vegas is cold right as hell. And I did not bring like nothing. I was like, yeah, I, I gotta do. I gotta survive. <laughs> I gotta wear the unicorn jacket. This is how we win. <laughs> <clears throat> do you have like winter Vegas weather clothing? I do. Okay. I do. I just I didn't account for being in the fucking garage at fucking <laughs> yeah. midnight. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I guess that checks out. We were just talking about the fights we uh, came up on. The uh, yeah, the fights. girls just went through Usman and then fucking poor Gilbert <clears throat> crying after the stool hit him in the head. Poor <laughs> son of a bitch. Right? Did, did you sad. see like the like the, he had the, the he had like he had no he had a uh, like a line on the back that was did bloody he? like the, like a oh split him open son of after a that. Bitch. After the after he hit himself on the well, he didn't hit himself. The he, dude was fucking like had it behind him, baby shit. and the guy and Gilbert leaned, leaned back, back and, and fucking it. cracked him. 
That was sad. Yeah. I do want to know what those two were fucking yapping about in there. I mean, they're good friends. I think it was all love. I don't think it was like no brain. Well, you heard the first minute of Usman's post-fight interview with Joe was just talking about how Gilbert was, how he's a monster, the progression he's made in the weight class. Like, he, you know, you can tell. Six years is a long time to be training. Talking about how we started this journey together. Yeah. But he said it himself. I got something he wants. And when you step into my cage, just he's got that vocabulary of a guy who's not going to get his ass kicked anytime soon. Dude, I, like I, I said earlier, Untouchable I, right now. I don't know if you guys noticed or anything, but he, he he's like Mike Tyson in his prime right now. With like his mentality? After, yeah, after yeah. watching him talk, man, like everything he was saying, I, it just, I was like, man. And then he cuts into fucking a quick little goodbye to his daughter. And you're like, yeah, dude. Good like, luck, I believe everything this guy's That fool's fighting for a little girl. He's got those kind yeah. of tools, that kind of confidence. Dog, if I'm fucking welterweight, I'm in no fucking <laughs> hurry to fight that guy at all. Fuck right. that. Oh, fuck no. And tonight I was saying he's getting... He's done. No way he's winning. Hmm. Now my whole perspective is... But see, I'm brand new to UFC, though. Like, I'm not like you guys. I don't understand the nuances and shit. I don't understand who he was before this. I didn't know Always who Usman was. I, I just said Burns was going to win based on the last pay-per-view I saw and the previews of Burns. Just the highlight packages and right. all the preview shit? You yeah. one of those like that gets like easily hooked? Right. Me too. I've just yeah. been here a long time, you know? I think Usman folks. has a really short chin and jaw. I was thinking about it really his, hard yeah. to knock out. Like bro. he got cl- he got tagged today, right? Super yeah, fucking yeah. tagged, right. bro, by so, a killer. And I've seen that I, when I went through my like I stock fighters like every once in a while, <laughs> you know, like you know, I'll, I'll get into a fucking like mode where I'll watch the same fighter for like a week. And when I went through my Usman stocking, I noticed that he has that you know. There's not a lot of separation on his face to knock out. Solid. There's mm. there's there's head. And then there's neck all of a sudden. Right. right? There's no, like, part to knock him out at. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's so, no yeah. jaw to right. fucking crush. Right. From, so, like, his bottom like, lip to his chin is, like, that much space. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and, and they're trying to take together. him together. It's not like it's weak. It's, like, it's very, it's, like, it's like rocks and, like, super glue. That motherfucker's like, solid. Like, together. And it's probably... It's like somebody chiseled that motherfucker, but, like, didn't, like, fucked up his jawline and then just... <laughs> It just worked out because yeah. he's a fighter, you know. But most guys, you look at guys and it's like, oh, yeah, like, you look at, like, Stipe. Like, oh, it's his chin that you can knock him out, even though he's strong and big and all they that. They got that button. Right. Usman's button is this, this the size <laughs> of a dude, dime. It's too big. He said, Ross, your fist goes right it's, over it. Like, if right? you do hit the button, it's not going to do anything. His like, face funny. do look like that rock from fucking Never Ending Story and shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I would have eating rocks. Wow. Nice. Fuck, yeah. I love that shit. Or, like, what's that, uh, the, the fucking, uh, the old, like, release the battery button? You need, like, a, you needed a fucking oh. pencil, or, yeah. like, you needed a poke. <laughs> like, that's Spits him. him out, yeah. You can't just use no regular button. stuff. You have to do something to him. You have to submit him, or, like, but you're not going to knock him out. How did he lose to Leon? He didn't. He didn't? He beat Leon. I mean, who who beat him? The one lost. Um, I forgot who it was, but it was early in his... Uh... It was like his second fight, they said, right? Yeah. Yeah, good fucking luck with this guy. We were talking earlier. I remember back when he was like on his rise, and that was like the little underground guy hero where everyone was like, yo, man, no one's trying to fucking fight this guy. Like, He was calling out people left and right, and everyone was just ignoring the call. Like, I don't know who that is. Who's that guy? Who's Usman? Who is he? Like, trying to put him down. Like, I don't got to fight that chump. Who is he? 
And now you motherfuckers know. And yeah. now everybody knows why you ignored that call. <laughs> the best thing about that whole fight, too, at the end, put respect on my name. Put, and the DJ goes, money, power, respect. <laughs> they put that locks shit on that. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. Maybe that's just it was my hip-hop lo- Yeah, it started with uh, the biggie part. Speaking to me, but... If you don't know, I honestly, I honestly know. said Burns before the fight started. I think they asked me who was going to win because I felt like Usman took, uh, you know, he's been the champ for a while. I'm noticing a trend with the UFC. Guys are a champ for like a year is a long time. Yep. And in that year, of course, you're eating what you like. You know, you're getting extra burry blanc sauce on your steaks. And you're <laughs> getting, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, whatever. I kind of don't know where the other guys are training like crazy. They're hungry. Um, right, they're, they're more hungry, but I thought he was a candidate for that kind of slacking. Not uh, yet. Well, now that Burns is down, it's like, what else do you have? That's what they're saying you know after. I mean? They're like, like well, who's fucking what? next for this guy? Yeah, now what? It's got to it's be weight class. I mean... But see, he's not doing ooh. that. He's oh, yeah, not he's not there that. yet. He's yeah, not there yet. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, as fun as I think a full fight camp George fight would be like you gotta do you gotta give Colby another shot I really agree with that that last see, fight was you, like, you were talking about the Colby Covington fight prior and but did he become champion off of Colby no no he got no. The, the belt off of uh, Woodley he terrorized Kobe Tyron Larry. Woodley Colby while he was champ yeah, yeah. it was for the yeah, belt it was it controversial no. Uh, Kobe says it's an early stoppage, but it didn't look like much light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. He broke his jaw, right? Yep. Yeah. Like in the third. Early. He's lucky that it didn't stop there. You know Kobe's I mean? a tough bastard, man. Oh, we yeah. were talking about people hate him because of his shtick, but it's like, fuck that. Fuck, you watch that boy fight? Oh, no, that guy's knew. a fucking monster. He knew it was broken. They were in the corner, and he's like, I think my shit's broken. Yeah. And he <laughs> still bat- went in still there and hot, still yeah. whooped ass. It ain't like he just got lit up the whole time. Like the that fight was fucking close, man. Yeah, it was a good fight. Such a good yeah, fight. Up until like the beginning of the fifth round, where you started to see a little crumble. Yep. Yeah, the Chael Sonnen, uh, the little post fight, little presser, not the presser, but the little ESPN fucking segment. He was talking about like that boy's mind, bro. Like he is fucking solid, man. Like you saw him get rung up in the first. You saw the war he had with Kobe. Like, there's no not he. There's no fucking with that guy, man. Again, good luck, fellas. Have fun with that fucking dude. He is a problem, just like he's been saying for fucking years. Crazy. Yeah, I see it. <clears throat> I see I, it. I, I, this is my first time ever watching him, man. Like, it, this guy to me, he's the real deal, man. Like, I mean, just looking at him, <coughs> you can see he just is built. Like we a champion, he talks like yeah. a champion. Like, when people talk, you, you feel that they're telling the fucking truth. It's not a promotion. They're not cutting a promo. Yeah, they're not building you confidence. You feel it it's there. coming off him. Yeah. But you don't hear any like gnarly lore about him. Like, oh, the guy hits hard. Or, the, oh, the guy fucking, he just keeps beating yeah, people up. It's very George <laughs> St. Pierre, but just a little bit more dramatic. Because when George got the belt... Well, yeah, no, in the beginning, George was either. fucking people up. But you didn't hear guys, like actual fighters going, yeah, this dude's jab is just this. Or this guy's yeah. like, you don't hear any of that. Gagey talks like that. They train together and he's like, you guys don't know who you're fucking with. Like, yeah. <laughs> you so guys yeah, really uh, want Usman a piece or, of my boy. Yeah. Usman and George... Uh, 
what's it called? Justin Gagey both trains striking with uh with Trevor Whitman. So that's actually something cool that I learned tonight. What? Just on my own, that him and Gagey train together. Oh yeah, dude, those two are just fucking for like real. like you were saying. Just listen when you watch USC. Like if you don't know what's going on, just listen it's to like what anything, the announcers yeah. are saying. Right? Like that's what I'm kind of noticing because I like boxing. Mm-hmm. I know what goes on when they box. But I don't know what happens when they get to the ground. I think that's the most, that's when I turn the channel. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, like that 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 what you just described is what would have happened to the UFC if Joe Rogan wasn't the. I said that inside. I was yep. like, "There's a whole like, generation of kids." Like, I was like that, that too. Shit. Every time he got on the ground, like, this is stupid. Yeah, but it's not stupid. This is, this is this is of course because I remember they advertised the UFC. Uh, when it first came out, like all fights usually end up on the ground, and you're like, as a dude, you're like, word that it's true. Like, m- like eighty percent of my fights ended up on the ground. They're right. Um, but do I want to learn all that shit? You know, and do I want to watch it being done? Right. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but Joe Rogan definitely made it where it, you don't have like a ah, oh, this is fucking whack when they go on the ground. You yeah, know what I mean? and, and and what what, no. what, what it kind of caught my ear my ear too because the last fight that I watched alone they were saying how takedowns are points and 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 right. they're they're looked at differently too because now a takedown isn't a takedown if you can't hold your ground or come to a different maneuver. It depends on the impact like I was saying that earlier, the judges right? like it, it, it's all up to the judges like subjective perspective which is kind of fucking a bummer when you think about judging a fight and directing a man's career one way or right. the other. These fucking guys like dude said you get a takedown he hops back up that's still a check mark in the takedown round. But if the judge is watching and he gets a takedown and he doesn't capitalize on it and the dude pops right back up, right. or the dude from the bottom starts throwing submissions and fucking those wretched elbows from the bottom, like you can you can have an active guard. So the Diaz brothers were always famous for being like pride rules, yep. pride rules, because pride. Those fucking judges knew what the fuck they were looking at, so guys could be on the bottom. Of like the, the the shitty end of a takedown from the UFC <clears throat> perspective, but if they were active, throwing up their hips to get an arm bar, trying to get that triangle, throwing strikes like really active, but that fucking guy, the guy on top is losing the fight right now. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if he's on top. That guy is losing. Well, it goes all the way back to like that uh, Hoist Gracie Dan Severn fight, yeah. where. Hoist is like getting doing his work. ass kicked from the t- bottom, and the, and the commentators are talking about how Dan Severn is like dominating right. him. <laughs> they and didn't then, know what they were looking at, right? And then fucking Hoist catches him in the fucking triangle. He was right. getting fucking beat too. Yeah, I heard. I heard that Gracie family. They are all trying to throw in the towel, except the fucking dad was just like, no. That was no, at the very beginning. I'm that- not throwing in shit. And then he finally gets the triangle, and yeah. Commentators at that time. If you ever watch old UFC yeah, and you listen that, to that, the commentators, it's, hard, it's right. fucking hilarious. It's frustrating. You're like, yo, these guys for sure. See, yeah, and I started from at. that time. <laughs> that time frame. Yeah. Right. Getting old Tank Abbott tapes at fucking yeah. Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, the, the Blockbuster tapes. The best of Tank <laughs> Abbott. Yeah. I've, dude, I admit, yeah. Tank Abbott was fun to watch. I'm, I'm still Fuck a fan yeah. of, 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 of like the one the takedown damage or takedown what what it, what the damage is on a takedown mm-hmm. or all of like getting someone a submission. That's all. We don't know how much pain that man is in, right? So that you can't really. But going off of damage, 
that's the one true, like, is this person harmed by what happened to him today? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's How that's, impactful that's, is the exactly. result of this of fucking takedown? Regardless of the... T- yeah. If there's a takedown and the dude pops right back up, it's zero points to me. You know what That's I mean? what Brian was it, saying. It, I don't yeah. care about. I don't care about like the technique he used. I don't care about. You know what I mean? Like, right. There's no points there. But if the takedown, the guy gets up and he's like, "My fucking neck, hold on," then yeah, there, there's points there. He's damaged. So what? What would be the difference? Say there's a takedown, but the opponent pops right back up. Between okay, there's there between there's a takedown, and the guy just kind of holds him there without doing anything. Right. What, what's the difference? Controlling him. Like, I don't like the control factor. The it's control like, factor either. Can, either. I, I, I don't think that's points if you're controlling yeah. someone. I, I get that. a little sketchy with that just because I remember when this argument like first came up and people started like coining the phrase the lay and pray method, people would always bring up the difference between John Fitch and George St. Pierre. Because mm-hmm. John would straight hold your ass down. Ben Askren gets this shit of more contemporary yeah. name the kids might recognize. He gets a lot of shit because he holds you down and controls you. And people are like, oh, George did that and no one cared. You weren't with George kicked your fucking ass when he was on top, dog. Like, he didn't just hold you down. But then I hear, like, a lot of the wrestling and jiu-jitsu purists that are like, listen, dude, that's part of the fight game. That's how these things are judged by that kind of control. So if you're controlling another athlete, it's like, he can't get back up. He's yeah. winning the and fight. Here, well, see, here, he here, can't get back up. He's winning. It's like, gosh. Another thing, I get weird yeah. with that because I hear what Ty's saying where it's like, yeah, but what the fuck are we even... This is stupid. Right. But then so I hear the athletes and they're well, like, with, no, with the back it up what Ty was saying, Here's one thing that I noticed during the fight was, remember when, we were, when uh, What's-His-Face got choked out? I said, how did he get choked out? Mm. Oh, right. Oh, right. From upside down. The yeah, it's like, I, if, if I was in that angle, I, w- I don't see myself tapping out because I feel You'd like be I just surprised, agree. player. You've never right. been in that position. That's why shit hurts. Right. So when you get in these takedown positions, it's almost just kind of like, okay, does it hurt one? Could it hurt possibly? And Yeah, because if, it's if, a shoot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you are in that position and can't get out, does that... That, that kind of shows that this person's That's the stronger. control that the old school guys were that's like, well, yeah, you can't get counts. out of this position because he has you mounted. Yeah, get up so then. So he's stronger. Yeah, get up. Or just don't get in it. Don't get in the position. Don't let a motherfucker on. Yeah, fighter. because you don't... Yeah. Right. So don't, exactly. exactly. So that's why I just take very, But it's boring to watch those when you don't it's know. It's not when you know. It's not, yeah. Because very rarely so will somebody fall into that position. The other person got you into that yeah. position. Right. That guy's... See, and a lot of people throw up the word like intention when it comes up. It's like, if that guy intended to take you down and hold you down and give you a little bit of ground and pound and blah, blah, blah... I like guys too. See, in my mind, I think every judge should understand like the sequences and what happens in a jiu-jitsu match in general because then you can judge intention a lot better. When you see a guy who's in fucking full guard pop a leg out and now he's in half guard and you see his arms come together for that arm triangle, you're like, oh, I see his intention. Here's the next three things he has to do to complete that submission. And if you see him getting those steps, that guy's winning. But if you have no, if you're Brian and you're watching a guy getting choked unconscious, and you're like, I don't understand what's happening, which is fine because you just don't, whatever. Yeah, like the angles don't make sense. I don't see right for sure. But it's one, like that's why I think judges should definitely have like a thorough understanding of jujitsu because yeah. then you can appreciate if I'm a judge. the sequence, dude. There's certain steps into this. 
This submission from this position has to go a certain way. And when you see the guy advancing that position, it's like that guy's winning when regular folks are at Buffalo Wild Wings like, stand up, and you don't fucking like it or appreciate it. It's like <laughs> you don't know what you're looking at, bro. Like, which, you know, it is what it is. I need, I need Brian to explain the nuance behind an Irish whip. Fuck, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that's not a real thing. Mm. So what's next? Great, I, good pay per view, by the way. Yeah, everyone yeah, thought it was going to be a whack card. Good. It was fucking dope. So we should probably get into the uh, thoughts on on artists. Early. Oh, you got five more. I got five for you. Five. Ah, on it. it's a hip hop artist. Yeah. Ooh. Number one. Then there are. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Fuck if it, me. If it's hip hop, then it's artists. Hold on. Before you say any, I, I just want to get this out because I was bumping this dude, and I think he goes unrecognized too much, and I don't think anybody knows who he is. I think Ty might, B might. I, I don't think I don't think dude will. Probably but if, not. Crumb Snatcher. I've, I've heard of him. I've heard of the name. I don't. I, I he's one of those guys where there's Crumbs? a couple of songs where I'm like, wow, he's amazing, and then the rest of his catalog okay. is like, ah, he's not that let, good. Let at me this. let me tell you a little thing about Crumb Snatcher. He's on if, the ludicrous route. <laughs> I dropped one hit and the rest sucks all my career. That's funny. One one hit per 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 record. Per record, yeah. Chrome Snatcher. The first time I heard about him, okay, so I heard about Papoose. The first time I heard of Papoose, he was on a Cool G rap album, and I was like, oh, he's dope. And it was just one. And I, anyway, I heard about this dude on some <laughs> Gangstar shit. He was on. He was with Guru. Dude. Chrome Snatcher. He's from Boston. Did you know that Guru's from Boston? I did not know that. Nope. I didn't know that, did you? Tagged him as a New York. Very guy. New York. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're not from California, you're from fucking New maybe, York. Maybe to me. even like the. I thought Common was from New York. He's from fucking Chicago. No, Chicago. I mean, I knew he was so Chicago. Gurus. Yeah, from Yeah, there's a Chicago group. Gurus from Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> anyway, this dude Crumb Snatcher. I'm telling you, I think he's doper than Big L. Good luck with that, bro. Good luck with that. You don't know who he is. I do know who he is. All I know is, is that it seems like there's as the years go by, the testosterone gets lower and lower <laughs> in these guys. You look at their names. Like, look at the names of the 80s and 90s rappers. Big Punisher. Yeah. Crazy Bone. Crazy Bone. Guru. That was maybe, like, the, the gayest the, name. Yeah, right the fucking... Premier. Right. Like, guys have big... You know, mean names. Now it's the Papoose and Crumb Snatcher are coming to get you. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so it's gotten to really, get you. really. Go snatch your crumbs. It, it's, gotten, it's gotten very estrogenized. Like wait, a, no, a, hold on, hold on, wait. I think you. you Papoose, dude, though? Papoose and Crumb Snatcher are from like 2000. Yeah, they're, 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 they're like 20 years ago. They're yeah. not new. Well, then they, then they were they were pioneers of, of, the, of the lack of, of testosterone. Papu still sounds like a fucking feminine hygiene product. Well, well you anyways. know it's fucking funny. Well, anyway, Chrome Snatcher he 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 was a part of the gangstar movement in the in the late nineties. And and I was listening to all his shit, and he has a bunch of shit produced by Premier. And I just wanted to put Chrome Snatcher's name out there because to me, like I think he goes unnoticed. And he needs to be listened to. Like, so if anybody like loves hip hop and doesn't know who Crump Snatcher is, take a tour. Take a tour. The Snatcher Season, I think that was his album, the first one. Yeah, he's got he's got a song called Closer to God with Guru. He's got MOP on it, dude. And then premiere <laughs> produced beats. So when you listen to him, you're like, it brings you back to some like shit that. Premier produced for fucking. That's some nostalgia. Kids it, born in the fucking 
two thousands aren't gonna give like, a like, fuck like, about like that. that. Like that song that Premier produced for uh, what's his name for Wu Tang Jizza back in like ninety eight. It was on Liquid Swords. No, the one after that. But it was those type beats. It wasn't like the early Premier beats where it was like s- simple beat breaks and just like two different types sound of beats Standard on the same hip-hop. one. It was like some real Premier shit, like like Nas. Yeah. Stillmatic premiere shit. Yeah, hmm. that is different. That is different. It's, it's not. Different. It's, it's different. Two. It's two. It's two different premiere beats. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Good for him. That's and, artistry. And, and, I appreciate. That. And Crumb Snatcher has those types of beats on it. And I'm telling you, his lyricism is up there with Big L Park type shit. I don't no mind that. Beast. Anyway, go. It's like, he, it's like he missed the train. Like he, he was dope enough, he was good enough, everything was bottlenecking his direction. And made he this fell banger off. album. Well, he didn't fall off. That particular part of the genre fell yeah. off. Yes. You know at, that like, time, like, yeah. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, at that time. It went Wu Tang, it went to the South, it went to, yeah. you know, Ugh. that pretty much Poor washed up all the good East Coast rappers for a second. You if you weren't I mean? on for Def Jam, no one gave a fuck. Or if yep. you weren't watering your shit down to a retard level, then you were forgotten about. You know what I mean? That's pretty much... Uh, that was the era I went into trying to be a musician, was that, you know, they don't want that artist that cares about their publishing coming into the office anymore. Like, a guy like Nas, who's like, yo, son, I've been writing since I was 15, and the, the, he cares about his publishing. But the, the, the record execs don't want to deal with that. They want they want the guy that's just like, man, just put me mm. on TV. And he'll just, he'll just <laughs> ah, give up his publishing. Sign this piece of paper. Yeah, he'll just give up his publishing. And then you know what we get? We get a fucking moron on TV, real big and pumped, because that's, you know, but the artist artist is going to be like, wait, you want 100% of my what? Like, that's like my life. That's like what I do. I'm an artist. And they don't want to hear that. They want to hear the dude that, that spent five minutes writing that verse, which you can hear the quality in, in most music. They want that guy. And that, that explains the, the, the watering down of the music industry. And that's what I ran dead smack into as an artist, you know, as far as trying to get a deal goes. Um, you know, they didn't want anybody that cared about their stuff. Talk, you know, talking yeah. to them. Yeah, well, it's like, like a true yeah. artist. It's like, well, it's like that that John Mulaney bit talking about like you gonna give me a whole hundred dollars for all my songs, Mr. Barry Gordy? Yeah, right. No, where do I sign, Mr. Barry Gordy? where do I sign? That turned into like an industry standard. Like, if you're not giving your publishing, then you're just not going to get a deal. You need to go independent, and this is why there's so many. Uh, That's why rhyme good artists. is amazing. This is why they were kind of pioneers. Trailblazers, that's like my word today. They were, they were trailblazers in, in that. Um, but you had to do it that way if you were a good rapper. You weren't getting signed if you weren't giving your publishing up. You know what I mean? And that's that's just... Sign your life over to fucking Jerry Heller. Right? Or the other, <laughs> the other one was is like, well... You gotta you know, give up the publishing for the, the first couple albums, and then when you're done, you know, when you're done, then you yeah. get your pub. But by then you're done. Yeah. yeah. Your name yeah all all your hits are on those albums. They that are given away your your very very best. The very mo- usually most artists' very best is their first album. Dude, right. hip hop. Yeah. In, in music, it's almost one hundred percent. In just music in general, maybe you're. Yeah, you probably music right, in general because what it is, yeah. it's, it's it's all of the songs. It's a compilation of all the songs that they made on their way up. Didn't? Um, yeah, they've been know. writing that first album since they were twelve. Second, this is why the sophomore jinx happens. The second album, you've got three years two years 
to, right. to compete with however what long took you a took decade. You. And that's yeah. the sophomore jinx. Explain, you know what I mean? Didn't, like, that's um, much... didn't Paul McCartney just recently buy back the Beatles' music? I don't know. I the Michael Jackson estate yeah. got it and pissed him off because I guess they were buddies and they were bidding for it. And Paul was like, "Hey, cool, you're gonna let me have my shit." And he was like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> Some Michael Jackson he's mob. Said, oh, he's like, "This ain't show friends." That was like a perfect time for that. Like, this ain't show friends, Paul. That's like, so you know funny. This. All right, so it's the five. Five thoughts. Number one on the list. Throw the last. Ooh. No. <laughs> no. Show no. the last. I'm kidding. Try it. I'm kidding. That would be a short discussion. You know, Hell no, man. Last. That was the funnest, dude. That was the shit. For for all you uh, Fun Uncle listeners, your Fun Uncle Ty was also Drow the Last. Oh, my God. Identify. <laughs> I was just thinking about I was talking about estrogen and, and it says the guy with the unicorn jacket on right right like I, was just, I saw my shadow right now I just got reminded that how can you did how it look can fabulous they, this is why they can't look at me straight as I'm talking about I'm like why why you know, as I'm talking about estrogen man you know what happened to hip hop how <laughs> happened to yeah. 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 fucking like, that's unicorn that's fucking hard to do Rob. right that's hard to do I just, I just saw the shadow and was like oh yeah, this is good. This has been hard for them. As Ty's like, fuck that boost. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not masculine, but I've got to like, this is fuck fucking Look at pussy ass names. <laughs> Alright, number one on the list Atmosphere. <clears throat> oh, we did him kind of. We did him. No. We did Slug. Yeah, we did Slug. And, uh, fuck, what was the other one? Idea. When you guys when you guys do an artist, what 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 goes on? You just, whatever pops in your head, first, first thing first that pops in your head. Well, here if we're gonna, if, Brand if, is good because he gonna, goes off and it reminds me a lot of shit. If I'm gonna differentiate between atmosphere and slug and like the appreciation, atmosphere to me is kind of what we were like in the same vein as what we were just talking about. Guys who decided, you know what, I'm not gonna hand over all my shit. He did an interview one time a long time ago, and this was when Jay Z Blueprint, when Jay Z was like his meteoric. Meteoric Rise was like, you could bet on it now. It wasn't a maybe, like, he's the next big one. And he said, on Jay-Z's best contract, he might get 25 cents a record. He goes, I, oh, I, 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 I get, I get $2.25 a record, and I hand it out to everybody that buys it. He goes, I'd much rather be that guy. And I, and I was like, yo, man, I fucking feel that, dude. Like, Idea had some lyrics about, I hand, he goes, I, I only sell 200, what, 25,000 records hand-to-hands to the true fans. Like, I'd rather be that independent guy. So if we're to keep that kind of train of thought out and then bring up atmosphere in a way that is like, you know, first thing that comes He's to mind. just as legendary as a Jay-Z. I mean, it, it's just a, the footprint's not as big. It's just kind of the legacy I see is that really independent, taking advantage of the internet, touring relentlessly, and having kick-ass live shows when a most hip-hop live shows are fucking garbage. Your heroes are garbage live, I promise you. How many local shows have you gone to that have been just whack as hell? Yeah. All of them except ties. <laughs> Seriously. No, but, even our shows. I mean, I mean, they're not whack. A lot of them are dope. But they just don't go. They're fun. They're just not good. They're dope. But but you have to know somebody to be there, right? Like it's almost just like uh, if you don't know somebody, it's yeah. just kind of hard. See, but I I remember the first fucking atmosphere concert I went to. I didn't know who the fuck these people were. The best shit. I was kicking it with atmosphere. I was kicking it with slug. 
and a couple drinks and didn't even know who the fuck they were. Bro, we touched on that in the last one, dude. That was such that's a magical time. You just That's what I'm you saying. You didn't even know what these guys looked at, looked like. But they sold out House of Blues. And I went there just because So all that was, somebody was, said was basically it was just word of mouth. Yeah, yes. man. They're, 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 bro, there's and gonna I be, went there and said, a, that's a nasty damn, they're dope. Like, bro, there's going to be fucking documentaries follow. about those guys. I'm, I'm dead fucking serious about that. Like, when people drag back the perspective, when the lens gets pulled back and kind of people get to see, you know, because we talk about the, the different kind of, the different ways that the music industry works. Like, if you listen to Joe Rogan and you talk about, like, Billy Corgan, that interview, he goes into that because Billy was part of that record label sell record that era of stuff and now it's about streaming this and that so that transition from one style of music business into this new one when people kind of want to investigate that with hip-hop like you've got to bring up rhyme series because they're the heavy they're, they're the longest lasting there's definitive jux there was fucking who started right. that uh lp did his fucking uh all these guys had their own shit anticon I can't. There's, there's. When I was a kid, there's a million of them, but Rhyme Series is still around. Brother Ali is still around. Rockus, fucking Aesop Rock is still around. Rhyme Series is still doing it right now. Oh, Greaves. MF Doom. Did MF the, Doom. Did the same he, deal. He just like, a lot of people him. branched off and just said, you know what? I'm just gonna do what these guys did. Yeah. No. The, like pioneers, the word of the day. The, those guys. Funk volume. Atmosphere. Pioneers in like. The indie backpack rapper kid on the bus with the fucking headphones and his notebook, dude. Like, just to give you like a scope of, of their, give the listeners a scope of the power of that following of atmosphere, though. Like, Saab, right? So, after hanging out with Saab a couple of times, we had many natural discussions. Musab from Atmosphere, yeah, you know, we had, Sayers. Yeah, we had discussions about um, yeah, how he makes money. You know, how, how does he make money today? And Saab, the artist, was his whole, you know, tag now. People don't know him as that. And he had this task of trying to sell records under this new name that's not attached to Rhymesayers. And he says that even with me differentiating, trying to get away from Rhymesayers, I still sell about $70,000 worth of my music every time I drop a song. And it's because I was, you know, because if you listen to Sob stuff, it's not, um, it's dope sometimes. Sometimes it's not. He rhymed, for, dude, he's a dope rhymer. Right. For, but for the most part, as far as his hit making ability, it's not, it's not going to be the music. It's really that following that feeds Sob. It's that Kiss Army. They buy the pinball machines. Right. Exactly. They buy the fucking bass. Exactly. They buy the coffins. Exactly. It's like, it's damn. It's a dope artist. They're right? in it. Great musician. Those uh, those guys, atmosphere was like the what do they call it the the spear spearhead of that whole fucking thing. In my opinion, oh, they, that's a timing. I mean, the internet came out right. Minus that, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Like prior oh, yeah. to that, you would have had to too short, you know, out of the trunk and all that yeah, shit. That yeah, was yeah. That version. Wu Tang sold their the shits out of the fucking of... trunks. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they went more from radio. Not to say they wouldn't have done it, but just geographically yeah. where they were. Well, their explosion, yeah. Kids that live primarily on the West Coast finding out their shit was six years before everyone in Minneapolis and the Midwest right. knew right. about them. And you know what? A perfect example from the internet area, from that era, and how different it is, is Funk Volume. Because you know Funk, Funk Volume, is, it, that's Hobson, Dizzy Wright. 
Shout out to the Vegas guy. <laughs> and uh, a few others, Jer- uh, Jerome, whatever. I can't think of the names right now. But anyway, there's about four or five of them, and they, they, they sold out just like they did with Romsters, but they ended up breaking up. And everybody split. I don't know how they're doing now, but none of them are, like, like they're all They're not selling own. out the fucking they're House not, of Blues. They, yeah, so, I mean, they might still have the same following. Like, no. I, I will go on about atmosphere for they're very forming to just, you know, my adolescence and all that. When you're a kid and you're putting yourself together, they're very influential. Number, yeah, 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 definitely. Number two on the list, Royce the 5'9". Favorite lyricist of all time. I knew he was going to say something like that. Nah. Um, shit. I mean, from 99 till now, he's the most consistent. I think, I mean, he, he, he stayed on point. He took a 10-year hiatus, I think. He did But he came back at the while. right time. From ninety from, from From 99 till about, like, 2000, he took a little hiatus. That's a super group. Yeah. And then he got together with the group. I don't, I, if it wasn't for Slaughterhouse, would he be where he is? I don't know. What was his first one back in the day? Rock City? Detroit Rock City? Or something, something like that, yeah. That good fucking point. album is fucking sick, dude. If what you guys can Music, find that. Music City something. It was something called like, like Detroit that, Rock or... City, or that's one of the singles on it. But if you look up some old I know, I ass fucking, it. it's like, it's legit 20 years old. If you put, uh, if you can find that, that's some, that's some high end fucking old school Royce. Well, he, he's great. He just got, I feel like, you know, he, he, he came up in the shadow of fucking Eminem. A lot of those yeah. guys from that I think little he followed place, the dude. role of Little Wayne in the sense that a lot of his good lyricism was in mixtapes. So like if like you weren't a fan of Royce and didn't follow his mixtape like the bar exams, you don't really know how dope of a lyricist he is. I think that represents probably ninety five percent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like, most, most, like the five percent that's into the mixtapes and following like like you love hip-hop so you know that stuff there, there's a there's a very small you know i mean i feel i agree but Wait, like, i feel you... like royce the five nine kind of burned his midnight oil on these mixtapes you know what i mean like good management would have been like bro stop doing like that stuff with those guys and put that shit on your album and then give them you're okay stuff or you know what i mean give them like another brand but don't be don't be murdering right it. so but but you know Royce wasn't a producer. Well, that's what I mean. And I don't think he had enough, like you were saying, good people around him to say, here's what you can do. Like like they did with Wayne. So he just went and, I guess, just beat jacked a bunch of people instead of having to find his own beat. Like beat jacked a bunch of dope beats for a mixtape instead of making his own shit. I'll make beats for you, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne did a boat, though. That's why I think that's that's why, like, I'm going to take Lil Wayne's back someday I die. Lil Wayne did it both. He made dope hit albums and he made mixtapes where he fucking racked his ass off better than anyone in the game. Are the Carters considered albums? The Carters are albums. But the mixtapes, dude, different, dude. He's I mean, rapping his ass off, It's dude. the same with me. Like, like, uh, I like, I like the game. But his mixtape shit is way better than his fucking album. Yes, it's yeah. funny. You know what? I, I always say that. Better. There's a ton of artists I can think of right but now Royce where their didn't have hit shit though, is like better. I always thought of that with Method Man when I was a kid. I was like, yo, when Method Man is featured on a song, he's got the best fucking verse on the song by a lot. Method but Man was always a better feature. Shit is like, 
There's a lot of guys like that. I, I just one thing pops off right, right away. Well, not right away, but uh, what other genre are there mixtapes? None. None. Why rap? I mean, <laughs> I, I start to think of like Jack White and get mean about it and be like, oh, because they're fucking lazy about it. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, no, rap is hard to do. I mean, making a making a, a you know a rap song. The writing that goes into one rap song is the equivalent of like three. Of another genre yeah. song. If you're talking about just quantity yeah. of words, no actual lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Actual, I think I, I mean a good song, whether it's nine fucking words or not. There's some modest mouth songs that strike me and oh. stay with me, and it's literally 13 words yeah. over and over and over oh, again. A big example Great of that song. Is, uh, is Maps, the 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 ya 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 song. You know, Maps. Is, yeah, I think it's one verse with that. They don't love you like I love you. It's a fantastic song. I get it, but like rap, three verses was what was Fucking the was the expectation, page, <laughs> right? Per right. song, three verses per song. I fell into that trap until I one day broke out of it and was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna do less lyrics and more stuff." But uh, three verses, it's it's really like each verse is its own song. You know what I mean? Like as far as quantity goes, and yeah. then but but now we're saying quantity, but there would be quality. There'd be quality parts, and you notice in most rap verses, there's parts of the verse where you're like, that line right yeah. there, yeah. Da, 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 and the rest of it's kind yeah. of filler. I mean, there's huh. a reason for that. It's not Good on purpose, gosh. it's just that, dude, it's fucking hard it's, to it's, write that it's, many lyrics for it, one song. It's the same know? reason why I can't hmm. get behind a lot of stage music, because like, half the fucking song is just someone in the background going like, yeah, or burp. Like, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, spell that, spell <laughs> Yeah. Like, did you uh, write that? Yeah. No, for sure. And this is this is why the, we were talking earlier about the guys that just, oh, I don't give a shit about my publishing. Well, they're, that's the guy repeating the same thing over and over again and calling that a verse. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Uh... But Royce the Five Nine, back to, back to... I think that he got swept up in that, too. Like, where we're, one of those rappers, right. just, he, his wheels mm-hmm. got spent trying to keep up with the, the rap standard mm-hmm. and be the very best at this rap standard, where there are other smoother... Uh, more business-minded cats that were rapping that were like, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do, you know... Hmm. Um, they can get my side shit. They can get... Exactly. They were like... they Like Nas. Like Nas didn't guest... He guest appeared, but his guest appearance... His album shit was where Nas's classic stuff is. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really be like, oh, check out Nas on the blah, blah, blah mixtape. He killed it. You never heard that. It was always check out Illmatic. That shit is hard. Check out fucking it was written. That shit is hard. Check out da 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 da. Like, but you you can tell by the reference, you know. But I was thinking about the genre things. It's like okay, so why doesn't country have mixtapes? Why doesn't uh, right. why doesn't why doesn't hear. rock and roll have? Why doesn't the fucking you know the Imagine Dragons have a mixtape first? You know like, why don't they? Because it would be a waste. No, no the version <laughs> it would be it would be, it would a, be a waste of fucking talent. waste. Any artist would go. That's like retarded. why why why, why, why would they do something? Be, somebody the else's purpose beat? of a mixtape is to get to like to to get to wet someone's beat with you, <laughs> right? To get to get them used to you because it's so, this exclusive thing that you need why? to get into. Where did that idea question. come from? It's Serious. the dumbest shit I've ever found. No, Dude, that's, that's, not, that's not necessarily bro, true. Jacking. As soon as Sticky Fingers went off on like eight different beats and said it was possible, 
that's when everybody started well, fucking. You gotta remember though. Doing there's that so thing. many. I think we got a oh, lot was of a like rap. dog. There's a lot of like uh, not knowing enough about country genre to talk like that because there's whole albums of Coulter Wall doing old fucking. They re they rehash. It's not exactly mixtape shit, but it's they not rehash mixtape. So no, it's called Coulter Wall sings the classics or Coulter Wall sings right. fucking the blues from the twenties type shit or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like it's it not exactly a, a mixtape. Right? Yeah, I get. Well, I'm just trying to like what? Oh, why doesn't country have a mixtape? It's like they have a version of that because these modern guys re sing. Old classics yeah, in but their but version. They're doing their own shit because of a version. Of because that's just they're a not creating their own lyrics. It's exactly that. It's a cover. They're not album. like so they're not yeah, burning yeah, midnight that. oil. The, the the midnight oil they're burning to do the classics album is to memorize somebody else's lyrics. That's much easier making your own than making your own. So so, so guys are using their million dollar publishing to just to throw it on a mixtape, and then once it's on there. You have one hot, stupid, ridiculously hot verse that when it's time for your album to come, it can't go on there. Like, it's the dumbest thing I could ever fucking like. I mean, I, there's been a lot of amazing mixtapes out there, but Damn, that's a it, is, it is a fucking point. waste artistically. So, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, all of those songs should but be not on, their, if, but, on their album. But not if you're a bar-type rapper, though. So, serious question. And this is like outside of, of the hip hop genre. So is something like We Are the World a mixtape? That's a collaboration because it's okay. it's, 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 it's different. one song. It's several different artists that came together for a cause. You know what I mean? Now a mixtape it, it the, the whole premise of a mixtape is to get you heard, right? Mm. How did it even get the forum to you know, and what that right. was was DJs. You know, DJs were trying to pump themselves up, and the DJs were basically using... Okay, so Clue. Clue and all them with their... Colin, bro. Okay. DJ Khaled. No, dude, you was way before Khaled, man. I'm just saying, that guy, like, fucking would just buy artist singles and put his name all over shit, and then go. So, I guess we could... Rap, I mean, well, because they still do it now. Like, I mean, you still get. Is those... there still mixtapes? Well, mixtape. I, I, I get. I guess. I get. I guess they started from Sway and Tech. I mean, you would go on Sway in the morning and rap your dope shit, and that's Stretch how Crooked I got noticed. Shit. Like, Crooked Eye, man. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a DJ thing. Like, it, it was a DJ thing, and what, it, what ended up happening right. was it became a, a, a level of prestige getting on a certain DJ's mixtape. Yes. Right. Hmm. So, so then there, there, there becomes this. Yes. Then now there's a, a there's a competition to get on mixtapes and that mean nothing for your career other than. Somebody, a couple hey, people heard you. You so, know what? That's where I found all my artists back in the day. Was on a clue mixtape, right? Yeah, you leave or, or stretching Bobito. Like right. if I lived in New York and like, man, oh man, I don't even want to go here because it's gonna it might take a second. But dude, like Clubhouse, dude, mm. I, I was, dude, I got to listen to fucking Crooked Eye, DJ Quick, fucking uh, uh, corrupt, uh, Curtis Blow. DJ K-Slade, Crooked Eye, Kid Frost, all them just fucking sit there and talk about hip-hop without worries of being recorded. Just on, like they were just on their phone, on speakerphone, listening to each other. And then whenever they wanted to say something, they'd chime in. That is cool. Kid Frost says one hit. 
So what, dude? He got to talk to Curtis Blow. He was talking to Curtis Blow <laughs> with corrupt, with with with, with all crooked. Did you ask that motherfucker for my pen cap back? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because I, I couldn't talk. It wasn't like that. Yeah. He did. <laughs> but, 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 but back back to the beginning though. Like, I mean. So if you're an established artist, being on a fucking mixtape is just a waste of fucking breath. And a lot of these guys wasted a lot of breath. Well, no, it it wasn't if you're an up and coming guy and you wanted to get your fucking pieces out there, then that's what you got into. Your mixtape days are over. You should be over and you should be making fucking life's work. Put your blood into the album, dog. Why are you hopping on somebody's fucking mixtape? I think that's what Royce That's why Fabulous is being wrong. Royce wants to stay independent. Right, the fabulous man. I don't know. What's next? Number three, Busta Rhymes. Oh, I just talked a lot of shit about how a lot of live shows are fucking garbage. That guy has fucking disgusting verses, and he does them yeah. so well on stage. And he's jumping around, bro. Yeah. It's like he's he's a goddamn athlete, to be honest. <laughs> right. When they talk about, uh, there's a little thing. I forgot where I saw. It. I think it was the movie, the show, and they were talking about the clamp is how you judge a, a rapper. There's charisma, lyricism, their amplitude, their musicianship, and then their, uh, their, um, performance. Their, yeah, performance. So these were all the five, you know, things how you measure a rapper. And in a perfect world, Busta Rhymes is a hundred out of a hundred in, yeah. in each of those sections. You know what I mean? Charisma. Can't get more higher than that. You know what I mean? Lyricism, he's got lyrics. Like, there's times where I've heard Busta Rhymes stuff, and I'm like, damn, that was fucking sick. Uh, he is amp- amped up about what he's doing. Uh, the musicianship. Uh, the guy has, like, he raps over R&B beats. He knows how to sync his lyrics yeah. into different genres and songs and stuff. So musicianship, he gets an A there, too. His voice is literally an instrument. He can play it any way he wants yep. to play it. And then there's the performance. And now you were just describing, you know, the dude jumps around like, yeah. you know, or you know, he did. I don't know what he's doing now. But I like, see maybe one or two acts better than Busta. Yeah, for yeah. real. Like I said, I shit on hip-hop live acts because most of the time they're absolute fucking garbage. Even though these guys are like Hall of Famers, yeah. legends. It's like, ugh, but, you guys but, are so bad at this. He's the fucking man. Like, he's <laughs> if great. the world was fair, Busta Rhymes would be where Jay-Z is. And, yeah. by, and vice versa. Jay-Z yeah. does not have the clamp. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you know what it is? Buster Rhymes, <laughs> Rhymes is just a fucking dickhead and doesn't deserve it. I yeah. knew, That's the end of the line. I knew he oh, would start... Oh, fucking beef with Busta. I forgot about that. We did that. get that he into the other... You know, the guy doesn't deserve it. it. Oh, no. Brian's got a personal fucking story. Oh. Our buddy Mike fucking got mm-hmm. invited to fucking dance. No, I, I got him invited. Brian's the king of fucking hip-hop in Las Vegas. Yeah, the uh, he got into a show and they got to be backstage and Buster Rhymes walked by and Brian ran up on him like a little fucking high school kid because that's what he was and like grabbed him by the shoulder to turn no. around and tell him something and Buster Rhymes was like he just walked past and was like good show Buster yeah and what he say to you yeah don't be quick to touch another motherfucker like that <laughs> and I just stand there like. <laughs> Little fucking white boy Brian's in the back, like, jaw on the floor. His fucking hero just told him to fucking fuck <laughs> off. But dude, I was just sitting there. Dude, I, I, I was chilling, kicking it, drinking caribou lose with Tech Nine. Like, 
How motherfucking late nineties was that sentence? Tech Nine was not even famous. Was te- did it, did anybody Tech know nine? Tech Nine was at that point? Fuck yeah, because back when he had that nauseating fucking super killer fucking him and like Necro were like neck and neck with like just the most outlandish shit. That's where they went wrong. They they were not wrong, but that's where they they basically ousted themselves out of standard. Fucking, attention yeah. for being one of the well, he rappers, he he toned know, it back in his here. later career. Tech Nine got famous off of that, wasn't he? On fucking like a pretty popular thing, and like the girls started falling. In. Yeah, the Caribou Lou <laughs> shit. That whole song was way after when I first heard of Tech Nine. He was on some like you know aborted babies eating bitches and shit. Like right. he was on some crazy shit. The bu- Bus's new album, and he, yeah, yeah, he he turned that down after, towards the end. Bu- Bus's new album, all his. Yelly's Extinction Level Events album. That's such good shit, man. Extinction man. Level Event was where I was like, yeah, this dude, should, it should be the Jay-Z. The Busta, but... Like, he, yeah. He's just the fuck... He just can't... He, he doesn't know how to control himself around people. He's just asshole. <laughs> yeah. Straight up, I'm, I'm serious. He got, like, Roy Braid or something. <laughs> Fucking Brian. He's an asshole. Brian's really? known him since they were 14. They grew up together. Right. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I've all... Because I followed him because, like... Like, I like the dude, but I've seen him do the same, like, like I've read articles of him do the same shit to people like he does to me. Like he did to me. Oh, bust a fucking No, but I'm serious, I swear to God. I swear. You, you might be right. Who the fuck knows, what man? Well, yeah, look, dude, you'll see. Bust a you old Cooney an apology. Right, asshole. I'm gonna get my ass beat. Right? <laughs> He's old as fuck now, ain't he? He's care. gotta be. <laughs> number, uh, number four on the list, Beastie Boys. Okay. Yeah, I gotta tell you, their album says "Eat Me" backwards. If you look at the license to ill album, the numbers on the plane says "Eat Me." Really, yeah. Dude, I love shit. Eminem, like that. Eminem on Kamikaze took that record that uh, ended the plane. The jacket art. Yeah. That's the... fucking brilliant. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I was too young for like the, the OG fucking Beastie Boys run so I came around during the fucking <clears throat> intergalactic <throat> planetary yeah, and, yeah, and I actually didn't like any of that shit I, I didn't, didn't like it either. at all but right. I knew I had to like respect them in a way because they were like pioneers of shit back to the word right but you know what's funny is I heard those well, like, songs. Even hearing lately. like even like hearing their their old songs being played. Oh, funny thing oh, is, yeah. you know how they they said "Eat Me" and yeah, Eminem said "Suck It." it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Eminem says "Suck It." Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, he he's it was the same. Uh, he's taking the good shit. So it was idea. the same thing, just the opposite. Yeah, like Brass Monkey, Girls. Yeah. Like all that shit's bomb. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't get into that until like after. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, growing up with the Beastie Boys, um, I remember uh, me and Ben actually were, this is how we used to judge rap when we were kids, is who cusses more? That's fucking Oh, oh no, Beastie Boys cusses way more than these guys. And then, so we were we were on that, you know, we were 11, 12 that years old, little kid right? So, yeah, and then NWA came out, and I remember I came home, I went to Long Beach, I visited my dad, and there was, like, some little black kids that were playing it, and I took it home with me, right? And I was like, Ben, I found these guys, man, like, they're, <laughs> they're better. They're, they're, they're blow better. your fucking like, mind. They're fucking better. And he's like, no, no, because Ben's Jewish, right? So, of course, the Beastie, uh. Boy, the Beastie Boys are Jewish, so he's... <laughs> Uh, he's basically like, dude, these are the best artists to ever fucking walk the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're in my, they're in my, our genre, you know, yeah. our generation's genre, and they're they're front running. Um, 
But I remember, uh, yeah, but he was definitely all over them. I went to a Beastie Boy concert, actually, uh, a little bit post the first album success. And uh, they had quite a little cult following. And I was shocked to see that they were actually a punk band Yeah. prior to... Right, so there was a real pit. There was a or there was slam dancing. There was this. There, I was like, oh my god, this is fucking. Where like, the fuck is, am I? <laughs> this is not a rap concert. You know what I mean? This is not definitely not a rap concert here. Um, this is they. They didn't have any Paul's boutique shit at that time. So what they were in the position of is being this extremely popular group with no material. So they had to go back to be you know do their punk music do their stuff that they were doing before and that just kind of inadvertently turned them into these like multi-genre cross-genre and then that's what you're hearing in paul's boutique in the later albums were them kind of going backwards but still trying to keep rap there you know what i mean like still trying to keep rap around at any moment the beastie boys could have went back and just been like fuck it we're punk now and it would have been, been authentic. Been, no one would have had you. You couldn't give been, them shit. It would have been fine. You That's know fine. I mean? But they they had a, a thing where they wanted to keep rap around. Um, and they did that. And I think it was kind of a hindrance for their careers. Good for their legacy. Good for them be, you know, being uh, pioneers. But I felt like it held it. It's like, if you guys would have just cut off the rap. You know what I mean? He said, okay, we hit, we hit the rap back then. I remember I, used to, I, I got made fun of one time because somebody... Uh, Started mouthing like the the Beastie Boys thing. He's like, "Who is that?" Like, you don't know hip hop. Yeah, no, I just don't know Beastie Boys. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's a good response. <laughs> you know, like and I felt bad because like I was so into hip hop and this kid wasn't at all. He like he was like totally into rock. You felt you know like he mean? pulled your fucking hip hop. Yeah, I felt like he pulled my hip hop card and beat me. Yeah, because like he because he did some hip hop Beastie Boys shit. But he was like a rock and roll kid, and I was just trying to be hip hop at the time. Like he was trying to make fun of me, I think. What I can say though is the actual style of the Beastie Boys, right? Like, ask uh, Mike D or Ad Rock to spit like a sixteen bar verse. They can't, right? It's because the the, their whole get down was you say a line, then I say a line, then Mm. you say a line, and then I say a line, and then they would they had like two bars each. To me, goofy, so they're not really mm, yeah. rappers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they're not yeah. really rappers. They never were. Well, they kind of took that style you know? from Run DMC a little bit. This is true, and, and at that time, that was that's the what style was, going was on. up. Yeah. Yeah. But that quickly turned into just one. The, the 16 bar standard kind of got kicked off. Um, the loss is the last group to use that properly. To, to flip back and forth. Right. It's hard when you get... See, it, when you when you try to do it, because we try to do that shit, and it has to be simple lyrics. You can't be like a Nas type... Right, because it, cause then it just kind of feels like, it oh, gets, I'm going to write your gets, shit for it, you. Well, no, it gets mucky. It gets it gets like we're actually trying to record that if it's too difficult, you know what I mean? Like there's trains of flow. You know what I mean? The way somebody's flowing. Like the Beastie Boys, it was Deep mad. dynamics. Have you seen simple. the shit they're doing on TikTok? I, I try to stay away from Dude, that. me too. Hey, <laughs> hey, but dude, TikTok is doing some dope shit right now. Because what they're doing is, check this out. They're, they're having some dude, a producer, making a beat. Mm. All right, now follow my flow. And he's saying like, one, two, three, four. And right. then you go on, you go, bum, bum, bum. And you just trade it off. And, 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 and he'll go, dun, dun. And then he'll give you the four bars. And then he'll come back and catch you. 
So he like, makes a song out of it. Yeah, right? and it's pretty dope, dude. It's cool. Like I the little TikTok that. things I that people do with hip hop. How every like rock song's <clears throat> ever been made. And yeah, they, 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 there's a few rappers, you know, out there that are killing it. Everybody gets eight syllables. But yeah, right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's like follow, follow what I do. I'll give you, you know, the premise, and I'll make the beat for you. So, so. last but not <clears throat> least on the list is Jay Z. I have very mixed feelings about that, man. <laughs> I'm going to start with, in the end, it's admirable. It's respectable. You know what I mean? What he did in the, in the end. But during the, the height of his career, I wasn't that. I actually like kind of was kind of a hater of Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Was kind of like, yeah, dude, I hope this guy doesn't fucking make it. Like, I hate his voice. I hate how he looks. I hate fucking, I just didn't like him. You know what I mean? I, I didn't think he was the king of New York. I didn't think he was the best. I didn't think he was... I felt like there was a handful of other cats that were just better than him. And I just didn't like... But he kept on fucking winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, kept on winning. And that, he's, the, he's the poster child for the... Um, like, for where rap went as far as, like, uh, you know, the artistry is secondary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, artistry is secondary. Artistry, smartistry. If you can't sell any fucking records, then you suck. Your artistry sucks. If he you points that out records. himself. Right. Truth be told, I'd probably be Talib Kweli. Like, yeah. something like that. Right. He is the, he is, he is the, no, exactly. He, that, that's what exactly what he was talking about on that song, is that he's, you know, how good of a rapper are you? And then he added entrepre- entrepreneurship yeah. to being a rapper. And if you're not an entrepreneur, along with your rap, you suck. And it's the truth, because there's a lot of great artists Dope out rappers. there that, that have big, giant bodies of work, and no one's heard a single peep of it. You know what I mean? Like, no one's heard it. It's like, well, because you were really an artist. You weren't the cheese artist that Jay-Z kind of was. Like, he'll hit you with a good verse every once in a while, but he's spending his time making sure his album gets heard rather than making his album ultra hearable hmm. like an artist would you know what I mean Hove I do think that's something that comes up I don't keep up with like hip hop commentary or like historian channels on YouTube or anything like that but there's something that I think it might be a stretch or a little bit robust but I don't think there's a lot of Lil Wayne success if that first blueprint doesn't come out because hip-hop really slowed down after that. If you listen to contemporary hip-hop during that time, it was still kind of like quick and speeding up, in fact. And then Jay-Z slowed it down so much with the blueprint. And then... You said he slowed it down. That's so funny because it came out as a fucking... Sound like the Fushnikins and shit. Yeah, yeah early Jay-Z. I couldn't like, stand weird. any of that See, shit. See, that's, that's so funny. Like, we can, like, bounce our, you know, knowledge of hip-hop off of what we hear and stuff like I wasn't around when Jay Z was spitting fushnicking shit. Oh you yeah, that mean? was the Hawaiian Sophie era. The Hawaiian, right, but like we all know, yeah. we all know. We no, all he know. had a song. That was his first single. Was was Hawaiian Sophie? I remember he was Jay Z and it was on Yo MTV Rap, and it was it was gay as fuck. You know what I mean? It was super, super gay. fucking gay, and it didn't make it. You know, it didn't, didn't get anywhere. Um, Reasonable Doubt was like the first Reasonable Doubt is Dio's album of all time I put that in my top 5 Really? 100% It's underrated 
So Reasonable Doubt is probably the most underrated Jay-Z Jay-Z album, album for sure. Yeah. And I, I go Reasonable Doubt over Blueprint three, over Blueprint, over yeah. fucking. I really liked Blueprint when I was a kid. I liked that a lot. I liked. I liked it better than Reasonable all the hard knocks shit D-Mos, for sure. Like, man, there's so much better shit that, that he did than what's recognized. Like, if you don't talk to a real underground head about what who Jay Z is, like, you won't understand the the real pull that he has on a hip-hop head, like, and why he is where he's at. Like, we could discuss, like, how shitty he is for years, but the roots that he established are... Dude, he battled nuts. And it was head-to-head. Fucking beat him. Probably beat him. I think Nas won. But That's because that one fucking song was better. But overall, oh, the, the content the fucking, Jay-Z... Dude, the, the fucking the takeover, the Doors cover. Yep. Or the, that, that song, that was it. That was over. Ether was dope, but I'm sorry, it wasn't... Well, because he calls out like more personal shit, and he's talking about artistry, and we're, we're battling over our musicianship, right? Who's the better right. rapper? He, you made one dope there. album every 10-year average. After that line, I was yeah. like... Gotcha. Hard to fuck with that, yeah. dog. Like, <laughs> sorry, bro. Right. I banged your wife. I left the rubber on the fucking baby seat. Oh! Like, son, you really want to go to war with Yo. this man? Ether was dope. But the shit that Jay-Z was saying yeah. was like, that's cutting to the soul, dog. Right. Like, that's real life kick your ass next time I see you shit. But he went through your soul like Ether. Yeah, I mean, see, that's arguable. <laughs> Dude. I, I did mean, like Ether. And, and, the, and, this is, and there we have it. That, that battle actually... Kind of puts in a box like the actual like where rap went. It was a real artist versus a Jay Z. That's that's not marketer. a real artist versus marketer versus a master marketer, right? So hmm. here we go. We you just said it right now. We got Jay Z. Like okay, I'm gonna burn your soul with ether. Da, da, da. Okay, that's artist. You're that's an esoteric term. Then a lot of people don't know what the... A lot of people had to look up what Ether was. That's fucking hilarious. No one knows what that is. But Jay-Z is going to talk at a third grade level where everyone knows what that is. No, Nas And he's did. a master of it. No, Nas t- was, was being difficult. You no, know? Nas did either. What? Yeah, that's just what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, Jay-Z had to come back real simple. Yeah, he came with, uh, simple. put the baby count on it, the It's basically, yeah, I don't like you. I'm yeah. going to insult you. I'm going to spare all the artist bullshit. It's not time for any right. artist shit and right not, Yeah, It's time for some street nigga shit. Slade. You know? and, that, <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, and Nas, poor Nas, is, is a New York hip-hop artist. He is not an entrepreneur. He is not a... Uh, you know, so that that battle was a big shit. Like, if had Nas won that battle, rap would. Still I think be, Nas won though. Because well, you're that guy, though. I, you know, and, and because you're also an artist kind of person. So you know, I mean, lean like, towards like artist, artist right? Mind. You're 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 artist friendly, but most average people are just that. They're average people. You know what I mean? And they 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 don't really understand why they like something. They just do. You know what I mean? They just fucking do. Um, but if Nas had won that battle, rap would probably be less cheesy today. Well, see, I think I mean? Cannabis like, won the LL battle too, though. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really follow that one too much. I just felt like it was already known that Cannabis is a way better rapper than this dude. And that's Everybody why I, I think that. that's where I land. You know? funny. Was he just a better lyricist? Yeah. But yeah. Dude, LL is there was a short season better. where Cannabis was the best on right. the fucking planet, dude. His little freestyle shit was that thousand years or channel zero 
Dude, Duh. I play pool. Listen to Channel Zero can- right dude, now, Dude, I kicked bro. it with cannabis like, tough, like, cool. Co- anyway, That's yeah, nice, man. Like, fell the fuck off, dude. Cannabis was the man. He was the shit, man. He didn't get pissed at you for touching him. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We actually played pool, bro. Kicked I did with cannabis. Knocked his ball in a fucking corner. He's got the song at the end of Office Space, dog. All right, he's the fucking man. But. It's good shit. It's fucking hilarious about day jobs. Yeah, but no, that's, that's just crazy how, like, I mean, I don't know. What messes with me is, you know, we're done with all the names, but I guess we can just talk generally about hip-hop, right? Right. Right now. And where hip-hop would have been if it didn't matter what street you came from, like country. Common and, and tribe. Like, and, like, best. other genres of music. Mm. Like, guys in other genres of music can, can come from fucking Israel. They can come from Afghanistan. They can come from... It doesn't fucking matter. It just needs to sound good. Yeah. Rap, that shit matters. If you don't come from a certain area, then you're kind of not allowed to talk a certain way. Whatever. And you can't do... And you can't do... And you know how much that hinders? Because there were people that were really good, like fucking Nas or Jay-Z or, or you know, anybody that, that did end up getting that street cred, you know, the you, ability you, to rap. You, 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 know, know. you know what's crazy? When you talk about, like, you can't do this stuff, but, like... Outcast, Andre 3000 is a perfect example because he didn't start getting his due diligence in hip hop until what, 2004 maybe, 2002. Yeah, but they had to they had to come with. Like, but now he's considered one of the best lyricists of all time. But they're, they're, that's a good example of, of Outcast was a group. That, it's funny Outcast too, right? They were uh, they were Southern Califragilistic. Pimps, right? Pimps to start Southern with. Southern playlist of catalog right. music. They, yeah. Southern K- playlist As long as you know what I mean, music. it doesn't yeah. matter. But the thing is, is that that's what they had to come with. Like, Andre had a wife beater and a fucking gold chain on. I think he was sick immediately. Right. I, what you just said didn't make any fucking sense to me. And you're like, people didn't start thinking he was great till like, early 2000s. I was like, but you don't I don't know what the fuck no, you're no, talking about. He didn't about. start getting recognition. My point is, is you don't think Hey Ya was already in his blood at that point? Yes, it was there. He he was already Andre 3000. He didn't just flip up and change all... But in order to... At that time, 1994, 93, he had to be gangster. Like, there was literally a... a in L.A., I don't know about other cities, but in L.A., uh, my boys were the Lost Tribe of Buddha. That was the name of their group, right? And they were signed to MCA. One day, uh, all of MCA's black urban music department was fired and replaced by gangsters. This was in 1994. And uh, I remember because this directly affected the group that I was hanging out with all the time. Um, there was a gangster takeover. Not necessarily just Dre and Snoop, but once that started to take over, other labels started getting rid of their urban departments, you know, the, mm. the, the artistry side, and bring in these gangsters. Well, God, it's what, when, like, when you guys were talking, I just, I was like, Common tried to counter that with his song, and that's what started that beef with West Side Connection. And he was right. And he was right. He was right. I've said that before. Exactly I was like, even right. when I was a kid, I was like, yo, man, he's making a lot. I don't know what the fuck you guys are so mad about. He's making a ton of sense. It's all the shit that KRS-One bitched about. He's like, we had we had a cultural movement that we could look up to. I mean, dog, if you think of it like black community type shit, it's really fucking unfortunate that there is this 
amazing wave of influence that became available on this huge platform to really be positive and it got switched into some fucking terrible terrible fucking narratives it's like what's real stupid it's really sad dude you you honestly think ice cube was upset about that song no ice cube's not stupid ice cube is not a stupid guy right i don't think he was upset about it ice cube was just looking for someone to battle to help his career. He wanted to write another No Vaseline? Yeah, he wanted to write another No Vaseline. Because I honestly feel like Ice Cube, as a black person, you any black person can hear comment and go, he means well. But wait, hold on. He hold on, well. hold on. Any no, 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 no. I disagree with that. I've heard. Because Ice Cube, because that's, that's an offensive... Dude, if I was the king of the West Coast and some dude from Chicago came out talking about Ice Lover and West Coast is fucking her and making her become a hoe and she ain't shit anymore because the West Coast the fucked her. It's the truth. You know what? If I was the Ice Cube, I'd say, fuck you. He did exactly he that. He did that. Yeah, he did do that. But if any any person, whether West Coast, you can see. Like, I was on the West Coast when that song came out. And it was like, and then I loved West Coast music as well. And it was like, oh, he's kind of right. That is the that is what That's the story. That's what happened. Better to come out than Ice Cube. And say fuck you, Common, for pointing it out. His brand new West Side Connection fucking group just came out. Yeah, on. yeah, they needed something to bang on. I honestly don't feel like at their heart level that they Gave were offended. A fuck. No, by of course Common. not. You know but what, what, what are you gonna do? You have to rap about it because it's on wax. Well, you gotta remember at that time beefs were huge. Right. That that was like beefs the whole thing. Money, Be- yeah, beefs yeah, were right. huge at that time. That's what I mean. So you got guys kind of like looking for battles. I mean, they're still huge, I guess. Everybody loves conflict. What was the first memorable uh, memorable beef when you were younger? Oh, man. Girls. There was uh, the Roxanne beef. There was uh, Roxanne Shantae and the real Roxanne. Oh, damn. And they, yeah, way back. It was, yeah, we're talking about like mid 80s. Um, I was I was gonna say uh, Easy Modi. <laughs> yeah. no, I was like, uh, those are the first dude, ones but... that I remember. But I lost interest in those real quick. You know, if you're a cerebral cat, listening to some uncerebral people argue, even just not even rhyming, right? It's mm. kind of like you just shut your door. Like this is fucking retarded. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's kind of how I felt after a while. I was like, okay, this is that's crazy. Go back that far. My, my, yeah. It's funny. It's I go, like, I go it was back. Like my, 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 first one, my first one was LL and cannabis. Honestly, like that was my first introduction to him. How old were you? That was my first one because that was my age, Frank. Well, I just remember the Chronic and Snoop talking mad shit about. But I remember all of them though. Yeah, it's the Ruthless Records and Death mm. Row Records. Yeah. Um. Uh, well. No, you're right. Well, Death Row and Easy basically. And then reading yeah. all the articles about how, you know, Easy e still gets paid from everything Dr. Yeah. Dre does. So who's really winning? See, little shit like that fucked me up because it was like seeing behind the scenes where I was like, okay, so we're listening to this and being like, man, death rose. Da, 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 da. But the reality is Easy e still getting cut checks for that shit. So make fun of me all you want. Win all you want. Make sure you get my check in the mail. It's oh, like, it's, dog. It's, that's so friends. Bro, 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 like that. Like that shit's hilarious. Show one time, like just show friends. This <laughs> one is like my first like beef I can remember wasn't even a real one. It was from fucking the movie Purple Ring. Morris Jane the Time against Prince. Fuck me. 
It's not even a real one. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking movie beef. It's That's funny. Thing. I did like uh, L Cool J and Cannabis. Because I thought we like yeah, found cannabis. cannabis. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I felt like I was like one of the only people that knew about cannabis. Like, shit. I remember being in 8th grade, dude. 8th grade? I was in 8th grade in 98. Like, what? In 1998, bro. Like, in 8th grade. That's when cannabis came out. I remember I bought the very first fucking album. You know what's funny? You can kind of tell that the that the battling mixtape thing, kind of like like when you when Wu Tang came out, right? Um, none of them were interested, and this is probably per the RZA's advice: is like, you know what? Let's just use all of our artistry for albums. But you don't see them all over mixtapes. You know what I mean? Like you you just can kind of see like what was going through people's minds at that time based on their bodies of work today you know what i mean like you don't see none of the wu-tang members plastered all over mixtapes because they made their own damn mixtapes with their big giant bodies of work and that's what cannabis should have done that's what any of these guys that got lost in that mixtape era they should have 20 albums and a big catalog of, of work but they don't. i think i think i think <laughs> i think 2000 bc i think cannabis second album was one of the top I mean I don't know I don't know I think Cannabis only had two good albums but I think Eminem only had two good albums too I mean it's a shame so that, that a guy like Cannabis or a guy like Royce the Five Nine guys that could write probably freestyle dope songs if it's they a shame to. that they're not household names it, it's a, well that but it's also a shame that there's guys like uh, you know dude Nicodometry bro do you there, remember that there, shit that Cannabis guy, did there's guys named like Drew Down that have just as many albums as they do Hmm. There, there's guys like uh, you know guys that aren't even really rappers, just dudes that just oh, I just want to do an album, I just want to rap. Like have just as many. Uh, Too short has twenty albums, but guys like that have two. Yeah, you know what I mean, like because Too Short could give a rat's ass about getting on a mixtape. You know what I mean? He could give a rat's ass about getting publicized. Like if I'm gonna do anything, I'm gonna do my album, and that's the that's the part that. Uh, why the fuck would I put energy? Why in would I exactly shit. exactly? Why would I put my very best verses on somebody else's shit? Bitch. Right? Yeah, that's what he would have <laughs> at the end of it too. <laughs> right. That's why I didn't do when I was you know as an artist. I agreed with that side of it. I was like, I don't think I want to be a collabing butterfly. Like I don't want to be jumping around and being on everybody's songs. Oh, but that's how you get known. It's like, yeah, those are, it's just like networking yeah, you, you where it's like, you like, gotta do that in the week, beginning because right? that's how you yeah. shake hands and shit. Right. What, but what? So they can steal your musical ideas? One time, yeah. No, not one time. The more you hang out with them, you're, the more you're going to be around them. And, and maybe just on that song, they got your verse, but just by being around you. It's like someone who comes to my house and I show them like my little catalog of songs. Like after Tweaker Bitch, right? There was my dope fiend bitch. There was a bunch of the dudes in my recording studio were starting to do songs about uh, their fringe chick, about their chick that's a little wild or yeah. whatever. You know, that was all began with Tweaker Bitch. That's you know what I mean. And it's like it's not a direct that song's stealing, fucking hilarious. not direct stealing. Yeah, but they took the concept be proud and of the renamed it. You know. Yeah, they, they took the concept, renamed it, you know, but uh, that's what you pay for by hanging out with another artist. Like, I always tell up-and-coming <sighs> artists, 
don't make friends with artists. No. Like, always make your friend, like, have a fucking real estate agent. Have a this. Have, <laughs> Dude, don't, don't you know how many times I've seen that happen behind the scenes? Yeah, don't make your group of buddies. You think a big entourage of rappers is going to help you. It's going to actually sink you. Dude, you know what I mean? Like you A get, lot of friendships lost because people right. write a hook and then they try to put a... a just, yeah. No, they you don't, claim to shit. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you're you all vying for the same stuff. You know what I mean? So as, as a rapper, like have a friend who's a lawyer. Have a friend who's a plasterer. Have a friend who's a this. Have a friend who's a that. But do not be friends with another artist. You know what I mean? They're going to steal your shit. And if not your actual shit, your music... They're gonna steal whatever opportunity. Nobody's gonna feel that until they become an artist, become oh. friends with another artist. Yeah, no. Or, or they're gonna try to steal your opportunities. Like when things come yep. your way, you know, your 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 uh, construction worker friend is gonna see an opportunity <laughs> and go, "Oh shit, man! I know a guy. That I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my buddy about this." And guess who that buddy is? You, right? <laughs> You're that buddy. But uh, yeah, if you got a bunch of fr- artists that are friends, they hear that same opportunity. You'll never hear about it. Because they're gonna take it for themselves, you know. Hundred percent. I mean? like, yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. That Don't life. make friends with artists if you're in artists. <laughs> <laughs> Go on YouTube and search for Draw the Last. Do you got shit on YouTube? I do. Yes, you do. Oh my god, he does. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I, I don't. Well, no, you no, don't, but you are on YouTube. Fuck no. Somebody else has it on there. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No. I got like, all your shit, bro. There's like three songs and an interview. I think. I think I. Did. An interview? Yeah. Oh, um, so all your excited. Dope shit too. I don't, I have no idea. Like it looks like some guy. You just, might think. Just you guys are just in front of a wall, and he's like. No, a little this short guy, black guy, right? I think so. Yeah, shit. that's O'Shea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's O'Shea. All right, that's there. Friends live at Daddy Max. Friends, oh, I love that shit. Foreign cars. That's even later in the day. Yeah, that was that was Ooh, when uh, nine you, years you to, ago. Fuck to, me. You went to the Cali, and I came here. That that was that uh, little piece that of time. Era, yeah. Oh, there's the studio. Look at you, you motherfucker! Did I have all? I, I got all your shit, bro. Like, but it's ne- I, it'll never be able to be found. Why? Then what's the fucking point? What are you talking about? It's good, man. Like, it's like I'm a fucking, I'm a historian. Like, I got all your no, shit. Wait. I just can't access it. Yeah, like, is that what you mean, or you, you mean it won't be found to like the public? Oh no, you I, have I, all I, his shit. Yeah, bro. I ask you that all the fucking time, man. You have like the way out and shit. With C4. I have the black triad. Yeah, C4 is the fucking best still. Uh, the the one album I have the old shit of your, of your old shit with before Thaddeus and all them. I don't even have that. He stuff. said before Thaddeus. Like, when's hilarious. the last time you heard that motherfucking name, dude? Been a long time. <laughs> before all those casts, like I I have all that shit. Yeah. Um, but I think that album is scratched. I I have it so I. I, I'm pretty sure we could get the CD fixed, too. I'm pretty sure I have like, Do that shit, dude. Yeah, I, I have, like, There's probably songs on C4 that I don't, like, remember... Or on C4. The Way Out that I wouldn't even, like, remember all the way until it starts. And oh, I'll be like, oh, oh shit! No, seriously, like, me neither. Bro, we used to rock like, that Whoa. shit, dude. <laughs> There's guys rapping Fucking right now shit. that used to listen to that shit, and I would break it down. Remember Brandon Lopez and all them would be in the Gallant? And I'd put that on, mm-hmm. and then we'd go through the fucking thing. Like, there's kids rapping right now that, like, mm-hmm. got broke into, not intellectual rap. I, I mean, I guess that's a good word, but, like, 
thinking rap, conscious rap before it was like a thing where it's like, no, there, there's here. That's what he said. Here's what it means. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, it's fucking funny, man. Like, I would, you need to fucking fix those, dude, immediately. Yeah. That shit's hilarious. And then all, because to me, there's your California shit and then your Nevada shit. That's how I, you know, separated yeah. in my mind. In mine, it's real easy. It's, it's, it's being mentally ill and you have multiple personality disorder. And for 10 years, you were this, like, raging hood black dude. And the music that you had was the result of that, right? And then in Vegas, that was over with. You turned into someone else, you know, and started making that music. You know I was, I was like, just about to ask you, like, like, is there, like, a difference dude, in you, tone? Dude, you, you, like, love Fuck making yeah, dude. If you put on fucking, if you put on Way shit, Out, like, and then you put on, like, because I call it in my mind, it's my jokey little uh, title for it. It's the, uh, it's the girl interrupted fucking phase, because <laughs> yeah. motherfucker was, like, obsessed with that movie. Yeah. Great fucking movie. But he had like just chunks of like just samples little quotes and samples, yeah, from that movie and that the was Pseudologia. What the fuck was that song called? Pseudologia Fantastic. Fucking hell. Pathological Good for line. you. And the whole song, uh, like, like the whole song, everything. Walking contradiction. Like that's <laughs> you know that, that song was actually written for a poet. I wrote that song for a guy because he was like he was like I'm, I'm in like a hurry and I, I don't have time to write. I need something new. And I wrote him Walking Contradiction. He, that that beat, shit was That insane. beat was actually his boy, this dude Dirt's beat. It was not this one of the rare times I rapped on somebody else's beat. But I recorded it to show him how it goes. And then he ended up not doing it. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm keeping I'm it. I'm going to go ahead and put that on my catalog then if you're not going to... What was the fucking know. song? Is it called Salt? Grain of Salt. Grain of Salt? Yeah. Bro. That was the one where I was like, yo, man, he's fucking, he's really fucking good at this, yeah. dude. Like, that's crazy. Such good shit. Like, albums worth of shit. That's crazy. Like, you have albums that's worth of shit. shit. Like, I, I, what I would like to do now is just be like a, a, a uh, I don't know, there's something to the whole MPD thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's something to, like, there, there was all these different characters all through that time. Now there's just this very lost person that, that if I sit down and try to make music now, it's That's just so to... crazy, dude, because when I look at you, like, the first time I ever seen how to make music yeah. was when I went to your house. Yeah. I went to Long... We went to Long Beach, remember? Yes, And then I you do. had the NPC, the gray NPC and yeah. shit. I never knew that it was so easy. Like, yeah. I always thought it was keyboard. I was like, you had to have a it drum. It is, too. Whatever, but then I went to your house and I saw you make a beat. I, I remember watching you like I was just so fucking on mushrooms the day Aaliyah died. Like in twice, <laughs> you know, like, like I, I felt like I was like in a movie. It was yeah, the weirdest thing, dude. And like, but like to find out that it was just off a gray NPC player. Yeah, and, that's and dope. that you could do it so quick. I remember you sitting there fucking. Smoking your new Porsche shit, new Porsche. New Porsche. Porsche. Ah, because, shocking. Because I was, I was an ultra racist ass guy, dude. dude. Like, no, yeah. but that's what it was though. It was that's the real so shit. Yeah. I remember smoking new Porsche too with you and shit. And then you were just sitting there, just pounding with a cigarette in your mouth, just fucking making dope. Figuring beats. out Photoshop with no manual. Yeah, doing all that stupid shit. Making your own fucking shit. Like, like showing us how how to do it. Like like, like you showed me how to do it. Dog, it's it's bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't just make the beats, but you went and showed fucking. Open up Photoshop tomorrow, yeah. anybody, and see if you can figure that out. And I didn't know with what zero fucking help at all. Bro. I didn't know what an NPC player was until I met you. But I was this crazy hip hop kid, kid in Vegas, 
Like, and then when I went to Long Beach and met you, like, I just got exposed to a whole new different world. It was the f- you saw how the sausage is made, dog. <laughs> like, it really changed, like, who I was. was As a human. Like, shit. Straight up. Nah, it's just. That motherfucker bought a box of CDs and brought them back to fucking Vegas. Like, I always felt like there was something there. Like, you could do something with it. I was wholesaling to Vegas because of them. <laughs> like, whole, whole... Uh, Boxes of little CDs, yeah. too. But like, I mean, shit, man. Like, fuck, That was dude. fun, man. You know, you, you when hope- you find somebody dope that nobody knows about, like, fuck, don't you want the world to know about it? Yeah. You know, Let's you see, check it out. This, this can happen. Not, not saying, you know, my music or anything, but as far as, like, you know, what, another thing I learned from Saab, um, he broke down how he made money today, right? And he says that uh, what everybody did wrong back in the day and what the rhyme sayers, what we did, he's saying when we, when we founded it, like what we did right was we got a publicist right away, right? And he was like, a lot of, a lot of cats, they become rappers, they get their album done, they think that the, tr- the route is, is got to get a video, I got to get a manager, I gotta get, uh, you know, I gotta get agent. I gotta, no, no, all of that stuff does not matter. The, the one thing that matters when you're independent, though, that you can't do is another person that's hired to go talk about you, right? So this is why, I would, like, when I was telling you, you know, Brian, I was telling you about uh, possibly yeah, yeah. being a publicist when we were texting and shit. That's where that kind of came from. Like, he's already kind of doing it. But uh, his that, whole life doing that. But that can go on with you know anything, like even with with you know uh, the the podcast, even with as long whatever the product is, doesn't necessarily matter. But before anybody spends money on anything else in getting recognized, you know, for instance, all of our phones, they have all had a publicist at some point. All of our phones, the iPhone, the fucking the the fucking uh, whatever models you guys have. <laughs> Whatever, uh, every product you see in here has had a publicist at some point. Because there needed to be awareness created that it existed. Music and other intangibles, like a podcast or like anything that anyone's trying to do, uh, need to be, someone needs to stand on a rooftop and holler, this is fucking amazing. Mm. A publicist costs about $6,000 per quarter. A good publicist, one that's known and all that. My little way of... um, Getting around that is finding a student, finding someone who wants to be a publicist. You know, finding somebody that, uh, I mean, like Brian, that kind of already is low key a publicist, but just won't take any money for it for some reason, or you know, whatever. <laughs> like that. That's the. That's the. Uh, yeah. Thanks. You can do it on your fucking phone too. Be like, here, here's the fucking login to the Instagram. Anybody in Vegas that, that does hip hop knows what you're saying about me. Yeah, you, you, you just you would just monetize Everyone. what you do anyway. And that's just to be opposed. But just back to like a product, uh, that excites me today. That's like the last curiosity in music that I have is what if, what if you know, whatever the group is, because Richie's actually pretty good. This guy, I know Richie, he's got like a pretty good body of work now. And it's all pretty good. And I'm like, what if there was just like one, or I'd like to see that system work. Like, set up a, a fucking home place where people buy the music, whatever that music is, whether it's mine, Richie's, fucking Brandon has a breakout album all of a sudden, whoever's ever it is. Um, and just go through that, pay a publicist. Like, if the stocks do well and, and all that kind of stuff, and I end up in the 250s, 500Ks, I'll probably do that as, like, a hobby. Like, I just want to see the, the, the rhyme sayers sob model work 
for something I'm I was I was I'm just to. I was just about to say I was just about to say like yeah. something you can rap about now is stocks because you're kind of killing it. I did have those thoughts about making a because there's a lot of terminology yeah. in stocks that people use. YouTube channel, man. Like day to day. So like shit. with all the 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 the, uh, the market volatility lately, like I got. You know, Brandon's thoughts. I'd like to get your thoughts on the whole, you know, shit that's going down right now. Just like Stocks the bumpers and Wall Street bets and I was just Reddit about to narrow shit. that down. He's so. not got nothing to do. He don't fuck with none of that shit, yeah, dude. He's beyond deal. that. <laughs> He's a goddamn but adult. So, so, but like, does does what's going on affect what, what you're doing at all? No. Fuck no. No. This goes down. No. Rules. So this is what I mean. Stock is, stock is it. Stocks is a vague word just in itself. You know what I mean? It can go all kinds of different ways. There's all kinds of, what, what people have to figure out right away is what kind of trader do I want to be? You know, do I want to be somebody who trades biopharmaceutical companies? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? You don't necessarily even have to point that way either. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's kind of like music. It's a world of options. Like you said, you make beats, right? So when you first start out with a beat, you have nothing. And then you have all these possibilities, and then you have to make decisions on what's going to stay, what's going to go, that little thing. I like it, but it fucks with that. i got to pick which one I'm going to get rid of, right? It's a series of decisions that leads to a song. Mm. Stocks is the same kind of thing. It's just a big, long-running series of decisions. But volatility, uh, I'm gonna, probably going to be all over the... Volatility, you're saying, in the market right now, volatility is always in the market. You know what I mean? Ever since I started trading, it's 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 always been you know a roller coaster of ups and downs that that uh, kind of make it where you have to have some rules in place. You know what I mean? Like you, or else you're just going to be gambling and you're and the house is going to beat you. Um, and those rules are just you know thirty percent. If you're if you're winning, get out of there. Take what it gives you. Don't be greedy. Just get out of there. You know? When do you find out where to go in? Like, how do you find out, like... What to pick, where to go in. So, Right, do you buy the dip? Do you, like... That's a, that's a like? generic winning strategy, yeah. And I, generic, I don't say that like it's fucking, you know, fake Shit. cinnamon toast crunch. I say it like it's, a, it's, it's, it's as good, you know what I mean, as somebody, the brainiac that's on the computer looking at algos, da-da-da-da-da. Like, buying the dip has proven over time to be as effective Okay, but as when do you buy the dip? What is the dip, right? That, right, that's, like, that's the, that's how far does it go? How far, how big is a dip, is right? It, so, so you make that determination. In my years of, of looking at stocks, or my couple years, it's been uh, 10% drops are enough for me to go, okay, that's a dip, right? Or, so you or, buy out or, to 10%? Or several days down in a row of red. So if a stock that like say say there's a good okay company. see all right XL XLE I or spice spice I've been buying spice recently oh which Virgin, Virgin Galactic. Galactic yeah and I and it was going up right it was going up when it was going up I let it go because I went to AMC and it right. kept going up right and then I let AMC go and then when I let AMC go I buy Virgin and it goes down yeah, yeah you bought it at the top yeah you well I, I bought I bought it at the bottom. But then I switch it to AMC. Yeah. No, you got to hold on to it, asshole. Warren Buffett's famous quote is fucking, uh, making money in the market is just patient people taking money from impatient people. 
and there's is, something to that. But he's an investor. And we're talking mostly that, about yeah. trades. Trading and investing is a two different avenues. Right. Remember how I explained it before? There's this the market is just this structure in front of you and you figure out which way you're the most comfortable to do it. There's different things, dude. Some guys fucking day trade where they just buy something for a moment and sell it that day and increase their account. There's some guys that swing trade that last a couple of days. There's some guys like Mondo that invest. They put a fucking giant ton of money on a company they're they're confident in, and they don't even check the fucking graph for six months. They just check their account six months later. Yeah, they don't check shit. Ty's looking at the fucking ticker daily, weekly, to check wins to get in. That's why I started out. out, It's a vague word. You have to figure out what kind of of trader do you want to be before you can even ask anything. You know what I mean? And I say, I tell people based on like what they do, like Brandon, for instance, has a job, has a family, has things kind of pulling at him. So the best thing would be somewhere between swinging and, and based on capital, what he's got at the moment, it'd be somewhere between swinging and being long. You know what I mean? I would never tell a guy like Brandon, you should be a day trader. Not now, anyway. Not that he can't do it, you know what I mean? But you got to be looking at that fucking you thing have all to, morning. It's a job now. A day trader, it's a job. You're looking at it all day long, you know what I mean? Um, right. But swinging and, and being long, you, you don't have to put as much time into it. Um, you know. But the, Or there's also desire. Like, how much do you want to know about the stock market? My, my knowledge... I don't want to know about EPS. I don't want to know about. I don't want to know EPS? about. Yeah, I don't know. I just Bird. know it's important. He probably knows. But I. I don't. I don't know. I know it's important, but the kind so of trader that I am, I don't need to know that. That's long information. That's for people that want to be long with stocks, and they're looking at the year over year. You know, how does it versus the spy, and that I can care less. The MACD just crossed. It's at the RSI. Whenever I hear that shit, I'm like, you're doing too... Especially when you're trying to swing penny stocks. Because it's like, you're looking at a three-year-old fucking stock and you're trying to get like the fucking fundamentals. It's like, dog, this is not that thing. There's going to be an explosion because of sentiment. It's very emotional. It's funny because Mondo always talks shit that... Yeah, where do do you find... How how do you consistently find... Yeah, that's a goofy one. It's a great question, too. Because you seem to fucking rise the fucking... Ride the wave. I I would be... Like, I can't... It would be a lot easier if I had a dry erase board, but I can try to... Like, so... There's another thing. Would you... would you uh, do like some Dave Portnoy shit or whatever and just like film yourself? I've been begging him to fucking do that shit. And just dude. like day to day. Show like, your day to day. Here, here's what I'm doing now. Like, and then, and then, like, do do some shit or whatever, like, to show the screen that you'll Locks. watch at the same time. Video log your fucking morning. Right, just do what. that. Post if, it. If you guys had the fervor to, to do something like that, like I would do it. I just don't want to put forth any effort. I don't want to like. <laughs> I don't want to set it up. I don't want to get the programs for my phone. No reason to explain it's to anybody. Like, do it. I, An app right, and a camera. If it's that easy, then you guys do it. And, and when it shuts, <laughs> when it shows up, I'll do it. Right, I'll be the guy. I'll fucking do it. But I don't want to do any research. I don't want to fucking like. Just, I, I, I'll, yeah, be the, I'll be the guy. It. Yeah, if you guys want to make a show out of it, I'll fucking do it. But that—that's my answer. Yeah, that's, that's so why I haven't fun. done it. I'm being honest. I would rather spend my, you know, 
studying the market so I know what the fuck I'm doing. Last thing I would want to do is spend a bunch of time doing that. And then by the time I get a few episodes down, I suck at trading now because I'm focused on that right. shit. You know what I mean? So if somebody else wanted to go through oh, that, you know, then, then, then yeah, it'll even be right. your show. It can be your show. You know what I mean? You can put on your YouTube channel. I'll just be the, the face on that <laughs> shit talking. That's it. I'll do it. I'm not afraid of the camera. I'm not afraid of... Um, no. You know, I would tell people, look, man, I'm a great swimmer. I just, I just can't show you how. Okay, if I tell you swimming I'm is the, the market. yeah swimming swimming is the art the of, of pushing water water down with a cupped hand and you kick while you're doing it at the same time. But if you don't do that, you're gonna sink. You're gonna blame me when you sink. Right. Like I, I can't. That's what I would start with, and then I would go into like picking. You know, who do you want to be? What kind of trader do you want to be? You know, do you want to be long? Do you want to invest time and know all about it? Do you want to be a brainiac or do you want to just passively? Make some Man, a lot of people money. are in for the quick money. Goes all. I don't think anybody cares about what you're doing in the long run. Uh, it depends on what kind of trader slash investor you want. Because everybody wants thing. quick money. Nobody, every, everybody wants like me. I want to go to Reddit and I want to fucking go invest in AMC tomorrow. Because in three days it's gonna get me X amount of dollars. How'd that go? Right. Like so, shit. Right. So Richie, with I haven't talked to Richie in in fucking almost two weeks, and that's about when that AMC shit went down, right? He so took Richie, a beating on that. Yeah. Richie got beat up on that. He lost half of his capital and like all this other shit. Dude, I lost half too. And I think, or a little bit, most, a little bit on the AMC fucking less than cost, that, less than that, a little bit. Uh, the GameStop, like that whole little. While let me tell you my frame of mind while that was going on, I saw it in trending too, right? I I saw it in Robinhood. I I, I pictured it, it like go ahead. No, I saw it in trending. Uh, I saw it in on uh, stock twits. Everyone was talking about it. And whenever I see that, my version of that was a year ago. Uh, Luckin Coffee, right? There was this company called Luckin Coffee. It's a Chinese it's a Chinese Starbucks, Starbucks. Yeah. Right. So, as successful as they were, and they were doing really well, and they, they, they were spiking every day. It was going up twenty percent, like almost every day. Um, it was another. It was a hoopla situation where everyone's talking about this fucking stock. Everyone's jumping in, and then one day it goes down eighty percent out of nowhere with no real news, no real nothing. Nobody knew what was going on, and that was my lesson. In when you see something in the trending section that's already up, you know, a hundred percent or more, or even thirty, forty percent. Yeah, bro, more, the crowd knows it's too late. It. You yeah, you it. missed you it. You missed it. Ty gets in on shit that's a dollar twenty, and in four days it's three twenty. And then it goes back down. That's why he's got that rule Dude, to DraftKings cut. DraftKings got me mad money. Uh, a, a few things got me mad money. DraftKings will keep making you mad money, actually. Um, that's a good one. But, it, but it was just a draw. Like, been saying that. It, 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 it was right. It, it was actually uh, DraftKings. It was a long time ago. Mad guy. money. You should have put it, your grand in on that and just it, let it, it go. It, it was right when um, all the shit went down. And... Uh, Fantasy baseball was going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I saw, I saw a little dip with fantasy baseball, and it went off. And then NFL, when NFL came, that that's when the, uh, Caesars made deals with them, and fucking all these other companies made deals. It was like right before football season happened. I was like, watch when when fantasy football pops off, DraftKings is gonna go up. It went up, and I sold my shit, and now it's back down to like right when I said that, like right. When, oh, so you sold at the top. So you won. It's like I, bought, I bought at the bottom, that's, sold at the top. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. the fucking goal. That's dog. the heart of the You saw thing. potential in a stock, you put money in it, 
You waited till it blew up and you got out. Ty's brilliant because he's got these really disciplined, rigid rules where, see, I'll get too emotional and I'll see that ticker start to go up and I'll be like, we got it. And I'll stare at that ticker and try to decide off the fucking graph whether or not I'm going to get out, when I'm going to get out, how it's going to work. Once Ty's up 40, 60%, he cuts it, doesn't look at the rest of the day. Fuck it. That happened with SNDL to us. Oh, I, I got back in that. and then the, I did too. The, I fucked up on the reentry a bit. But funny how we didn't tell each other. Yeah. Because like <laughs> it was against the rules. But it that, was that, against that, the that, rules. that wasn't though. And I'll explain later. But that, there, that, that definitely was. There was that a was thing where, where I followed the rules and then I got fucking pissed at him because I followed the fucking rules. But I'm missing the long term. I was being very short-sighted with what the rules give you. The rules... Keep your fucking increase up. See, I we got in at SNDL super early. Sundial, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a pot Canadian stock. pot stock, yeah. which is already a sketchy thing. But there's a lot of good shit behind it. They got half a, half a billion dollars. They got mergers in the air. They're looking for for American companies. They got legislation coming up federally from the United States. Uh, they're killing it. There's a lot of good stuff. It's a it's a penny stock. But it's under do, five do bucks. Do penny stocks make deals like like crazy deals like that to where every it can go fucking up, like... stock starts out a penny stock, bro? You just didn't know about it because you didn't fucking know about it. Yeah, he knows about it. We get in it like a dollar fucking eighty, and then it, in like two weeks it gets up to like fucking three something. Well, one morning because a lot of uh, a lot of stocks gap up on a big day. So you wake up and your account, if you look at our graphs, there's just boonk, straight lines up. I've shown you the fucking mm-hmm. shit before. Yeah. Those are the mornings where you wake up, crack, you look at it. Yeah, you let 10, 30, you let, 40 in the morning. Yeah, you let 10 minutes go to see what's going to happen. See, I'll fuck up and I'll stare at that fucking ticker and just decide. He's smart enough to go, oh, you made a bunch of money? Get out of that. I got out of it. That shit went up to like 320 the next, the, throughout the day. It did not stop. And I was like, fuck, man, my option would have been worth blah, blah, blah. And I was fucking furious and I got mad at the rules. And again, I was short-sighted at it. And you know what it did to me? I started selling shit to get back in. I fuck. And then I started oh, breaking all the rules. After I got mad at the uh, rules, I broke all the rules. Money and I shit that could have been... Bro, if I look at my positions from a week ago before that fucking fiasco, all my money I made on SNDL is gone now, plus some, because I fucking started to scatterbrain. I'm selling this. These options will be fine. I'm going to get rid of that. I get rid of that. I look, ATOS, uh, Friday, fucking huge. I was like, my option would have been worth a fucking fortune right now, but I didn't hold on to it because I panicked over the... The rules are fucking real, dog. The rules are real. You saw what happened to Sundial, Sundial right after we got out? Or what it happened with Valley? It went way down. Or what happened with Valley? When we uh, no, I haven't out. even put that back on the watch list. Is it at 15 or some shit? No, Valley, Valley's at uh, uh, 11... 30 something. I'm fine like with that. That's when I but cashed it, in the it, option anyway. It turned back. You know, yeah, it definitely good. turned back. But. Yeah, because right around 12, like you said, you're like, 12's the resistance. See, yeah. we're missing. There's, there's things that you need to. Here, there's penny stocks that you want to blow, and then there's general stocks that are well known, and there's support and resistance lines. Stock prices usually run within a channel, and they usually get to a support line. If they're going down, they hit this little place, 
and they go back up. And if you look at a long-term chart, you'll see that trend. That's a support line. And then there's a resistance yeah, line. This is so where once the dry gets race to, board comes in. Like, this yeah, would be yeah. so much easier to do. So here's the stock right. going down. Support, it goes back up. And then it gets to a higher point where that's the resistance. So if you know the prices for the support and the resistance, you can trade the channel that a lot of people do. Mm. Or if it keeps hitting support days and days or the resistance days and days in a row, you might want to get into it because if it breaks that, usually once it breaks the resistance, it starts to really go fucking ham. And like identifying stocks that way is a really, really fun tool. And the thing about the rules is I, I look at something that's working and winning and I want to stay with it and I want to ride the wave. Ty has to constantly remind me, there's a billion fucking stocks, dog. Why are you like holding on, trying to make all your bread and get in on this and figure... There's a million of them. And it takes 10 seconds to back up the graph to a fucking year-long chart, find the support, find the resistance, look at what the fucking stock does, and get in where you fit in. It's not fucking hard if you follow the rules, but it's like anything. To me, I know, again, you get shitty with this sometimes, but... So, a $50 stock is the same as a penny stock. Watching that... Well, the trends, yeah, I mean, I, I get into penny stocks because they're fucking cheap. A penny stock is technically right. anything under five bucks. See, when you put in all your money into... Or not all your... When you put all that money like, into Robinhood and you got, like... Two shares of Tesla. I was like, why the fuck would you do that, bro? Like, it didn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, right. what are you talking about? When you could have put all that money into a fucking a stock that was a dollar twenty, and then one day it shoots to two fifteen, you get out, and now you have double your money. That's why I was telling Mondo, and he was like, you can't make eight hundred percent. I was like, bro, you can make eight hundred percent in a month. And he's like, oh, you can do that in a year. I was like, what stuff? He goes, Tesla. I was like, how many stocks are like that that get 800% in a year? If you're it's, smart and you follow these fucking rules, dog, like, 800% you, you is You need to doable. be a millionaire to invest in Tesla. To well, we're going to be, dog. So that's going to be the time. Mondo also has a, a capital position that he's able to go heavy into these big, really traditional, really solid stocks. And then there's dividends, dude. If I was a fucking, if I won mega bucks tomorrow, I'd put a shit ton of money into fucking Starbucks, live this humble life off the dividends, and just chill the fuck out, dude. Like there's there's different ways to manage your money within the structure of this stock market. But for right now, like Ty mentioned earlier, with the amount of money that I have right now, finding these pennies, learning support resistance, and following the rules. When I'm up forty percent, twenty forty percent. Cut it, because now that money's yours. That's your money now. Do you understand what I mean? Like, And yes, it could continue on to the moon. It could continue on to whatever. And that's what happened, and I fucked it up, because I started like, oh, what did I do? And I got back in, then it plummeted, and I was like, oh my god, what did I do? Well, now really what happened? Now, now really right. what the fuck did... Dude, if I showed you my graph right now, you'd fucking laugh if at If you, you simplify that, what you did is that... You beat the market and then gave it a chance to beat you back. Stupid fucking like bastard. If, if you just follow the now, rules. Now, whenever I do do that, because I'm still susceptible to that, right? Like, if I have a big win and it keeps on going, what I do, my remedy is just put in, like, one-tenth of my winnings. If I feel that strongly that this is going to continue up, which I know in the back of my mind, because of the rules, it's probably not going to... I'm gonna give it one tenth. So if I made three thousand dollars on that trade, I'll give I'll throw three hundred in there. 
That's mm-hmm. the most because I don't want the, I don't want to give the market the opportunity to get their money back. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep it in my cash account <laughs> rather than uh, people scale out too. If you have 500 shares yeah. and it's going up, they'll sell 200 yeah. of them yeah. to realize time. gains. Is the yeah. like that's what they do? Like oh, I'm up this much. Let me take it home, but I'm going to keep some in the game just to see what happens. Yeah, I in feel case, like it case might I'm up. wrong, and it, like I was with Epsel, Epsel went from so five dollars to twenty dollars in like a week. You know, my mom's account is huge because of that. Because of Epsel, I told her I was like, "That's Ty's money right there." Yeah, she was like, "You put in money on Epsel, and it was fucking a dollar eighty. Now it's twenty two bucks." She's like, "Look how much money I have in Robinhood." I was like, "What the fuck have you been up to?" <laughs> and then she showed me out, and she's like, "Yeah, it's all Epsel," and I was like. That's your fucking nephew's bread, homie. Yeah, <laughs> like, F cell is real. Like, but I was, dude, I told Loop about F cell. She's got at, that too. At forty four cents. I hung out with her last Sunday, and I was yeah. like, "Fat, did you keep all that F cell?" And she like winked and was just like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I got it." Yeah. Imagine that, bro. What if you put your amount of money into a stock cents. that was forty four cents, and then you waited a year, and it's twenty two fucking dollars. Do you know how much money that is? Fuck Mondo's 800% in a year. In this year, that's... I can't even do the math, dog. It's a lot, though. It's so, a fucking it's a, it's lot, a lot, of lot of bread, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, if not a lot of money, is a big percentage on your money. You know? Yeah, yeah, going, that's what Going I mean. from, you know, going from uh, $0.44, because at $0.44 cents with the money, you know, with 500 bucks, you can buy, you know, what, the 2,000, 2,500 shares or something like that. Like it's it's kind of backwards, but those same forty four cent shares at twenty dollars. Now we're talking about twenty five hundred times twenty dollars, right? So that's how that grows, and that's how pennies grow, and that's that's you know. But uh, we don't really aim to stay like what what his mom and Luke did. They you know, turned the they app off stayed, and forgot it even it, right. fucking existed. And, that, and that's an option. That's that's a that's trading. Yeah. That's that's a you know that's, that's investing. That's, yeah, that's investing. Um, I don't think I would be. I didn't do that. You know, I basically wrote. So the gain idea how I go is like I've known F cells going to do that, right? So I just kind of jump in and when it goes up, all right, and jump out when it does this. Yeah. I get out and then get back in down here. Write it back up. Get back out again. Right. Like I keep fucking with F cell. You know what I mean? Do I wish that I had put all of the money I had in the world in it at 44 cents? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I didn't know it was going to go to fucking $20. Fuck you over in the game, bro. Right. But also, there's no way that I could have known that F-Cell was going to go from... $22? I didn't see that. That's a huge $6 was the goal. Remember fucking Few? Yeah. He was like, I'm going to get this to $6. And I get a bonus. Yeah. And everyone was like, yo, this guy's going to pull it off. And he he, did. Yeah. Times fucking three. It's like, damn. And this is where IDEX is right now. IDEX is in this is in the it's in that little five dollar channel. It's in that channel. Well, I got till so, the nineteenth for that to turn see, around. I got it. You know what? If you can, if you can break even at any point, I in fucking that, might too. If you can did, you break see even it Friday? That, yeah, it came right back. No, the after hours, right? It yeah, came, it came right back. So if it, if you can, the minute it breaks even, I'm out of that out motherfucker, of bro, and get into shares. Yeah. And the reason why I say this is that that that's a situation that I even I can't tell you. When that's going to occur, but I can tell you it's going to do what F cell did, and I just don't know when. So shares shares don't have a time limit. Exactly, the sexiest part about it, and that's not the compound of that option, man. It goes up one penny, and you see your account go up four bucks. You're like, 
what? Yeah. Then it shoots up $3, and then your account goes up $300. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> fuck shares. But then, you know, there's an expiration date, bro. That contract has to realize itself by the time you're fucking in the mix. And that's scary as hell. I got, I got, I got a week for that thing to go up another fucking like sixty cents. It's like I don't know if that's gonna happen. But if I had shares, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like, it's going to be a ten dollars stock one day. So I'll just keep my money there and hang the fuck out. Stock market's fun, man. I'm dialing it in. I was on a fucking crazy run. I was that eight hundred percent in a month thing. I was this close to getting it. And then I've fucked up. But you know what? I'm trying that rinse and repeat shit you were talking about. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I still am way above what I started with. And I'm just going to erase the memory of the mistakes without erasing the lesson. Yeah, you can't, you know, <laughs> right. And then, you and then just go back in. Um, like, there's a lot of little... Yeah, well, that's the shitty part about around. Robinhood is every tick shows your account. So it's real hard to keep it cool when you're That's sitting here going, and you're like, <gasps> like there's right, a reason like, why traders like, only fucking die of heart attacks when they're fucking 45, yeah. dog. Like you gotta have your shit together for that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm curious, not ready to commit yet, dude. You need to get involved, bro. You got a fucking like we have a, we have a real life tried and true fucking like mentor in the house. What discipline of anything in your life have you ever had someone who gives a shit about you trying to teach you how to do this? Ty has success guilt problems, dog. Anytime he's ever murdered it, I'm dead <laughs> yeah. fucking serious. I, do want, I do want you to help hilarious. me invest some of my uh, tax return. That's that's what rich people do, dog. They either pay all their life insurances in one swoop so they don't have to pay it all year, or they invest in the market and fucking kick it. Rich people shit, bro. If you're getting a stack back for your taxes, I would pay Ty to sit down for an hour and be like, show me the ropes. What the fuck am I looking at? What do these buttons mean? What the fuck is going on here? So when do we start recording your financial advice? <laughs> oh, were you in the we fucking were, bathroom? Were, yeah, 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 we, we, we were talking about that a little bit. And my He's deal with that was, that shit. is that, no, 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 I mean, I'll us. do it. I'm just not going to do any of the hard work, hardware <laughs> of it. Like, I'm not going to set up the... I forgot what I was saying. Like I'm not gonna do the. He's not I'll gonna get the, the app. Face. Yeah, I'll get the dry erase board. I, I'll dude, get the. But you I guys have, are making the studio. I have. You guys are making the podium. I have like, a fun uncle backdrop. I have a fun uncle <laughs> backdrop in my room right now. We just gotta put you in front of it. Have your little fucking board. Right. Like, yeah. If, if you, I, I would like to put. I'd like to put an app on minutes him. early. Dude, every time we have a show, if if that gets set up, but I just don't want to do that. I don't want to set. Not that I want to. It's just that I want to. I, want, I feel like if I do that, I'll focus on it. I'll start micromanaging it. I'll start getting into it, and I'll stop trading. And then it's, by the time I have ten episodes, I suck it's at like, trading. It's like just now. let Todd you know do the like, fuck Todd wants to yeah, do. Let, let, me let us produce your shit, and you guys. Do, but I will definitely do it. Like I, I will show up. You know, you I, put the fucking be, there's. There's got to be an app that records your screen. It's right? built in to his and to ours now, so I can just be like, click the button on your shit. And for the next hour, and then send that video over, and then we'll edit what you're doing. And then when you come over, explain the moves. That's all you, That's all it is. Here's the raw video of the trading, the buttons I pressed, and here's the explanation every fucking week. <clears throat> that would be, dude, if I was a fucking And why? Kid, and yeah. Yeah, and why? Bro, right? I'm fucking, that shit could help 
people, man. Like, people. Yeah, just think out loud. I have, dude, I, my whole thing. Oh, that would be easy, actually, though. That would be with, uh, with, with just me, I guess, setting up for those shows. It could be um, just voice memo, but during the trading day. So every time I do something... Like sold this at this time, and this is why. Da, da, yep. da, 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 and then go back to trading. You know what I mean? And then if I, if I act, every time I act, I record that act and I explain why I did it, what I was thinking, and all that kind of stuff. And what'll be cool about that is if it does get put out, um, I'll get corrected. You know, people will definitely be like, "You should have did this." Like egghead dudes that really fucking <laughs> know. And we'll learn. Like, we'll learn even more. I don't care. Yeah. I'll look like an idiot. I'm going to say... I know you know, my account says, dog. I'm, you can yeah, talk about whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I don't... I don't. You know, I, I know there's a higher knowledge of this, and they're going to come when we put this out. They're going to go, oh, that's fucking retarded. Why would you do that? <laughs> I have a <laughs> theology page. But I'm Trust not gonna, me, people I, yeah, show up right. on some like, well, you, you botched this. And, and, if, like, you, and hmm. if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. Fucking like, right. This is, that, this is the whole thing. So it's like, I, I welcome haters, I welcome all that stuff, I know it's coming, but we'll all probably learn even more. Um, Fun because Uncle Trading of, because people will, right? will Hey bro, I don't care, hey, off top, I know more than any motherfucker. <laughs> you can research, and you can say I'm wrong, but off top, I'm smarter than any motherfucker, I don't care. There it is. It's straight up. It's just a man in a blue fucking Adidas jumpsuit. My, uh, I almost went that way too, and I have, I have, I have, I have, I have a converse little uh, get up. Ooh, Adidas versus converse, Ooh, that'd have been fun. What up, blood? Converse, very similar <laughs> to that. I want to be a wizard these days, like I, I, I rap and I just stocks and blah blah. blah I want, I want to live in the eighties. I want to feel like I'm pop locking and dropping. You want to be a b boy? Hell yeah! I'll get you a flat piece of cardboard for your birthday. There's a fucking stack of them right over there. <laughs> shit, I wish I could have shit and, and like wonder why I keep running into witches. Uh-huh. Uh, like it's, no, I'm serious. Not even really like a pun or a you joke. You just keep or manifesting it. I, I am. Like I literally am running into witch after witch after witch. After like literal witch. put a spell on you? Yes. Like literally. For real? Put, yes. Literally has sage in the house to like ward off she spirits. She put salt on them. Put salt on the door. floor to like stop this. What? Like I've ran into witches like three in a row. Are you serious? Yeah. It's, it's been super weird. I'm like yeah, I'm definitely attracting mystical, magical motherfuckers right now. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of it is because every other word out of my mouth is I'm a wizard. I'm going to be a wizard. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking wizard. That's like my new thing. And what? Now I'm getting witches all the time. That's what you get. Right? Say so you want to be a millionaire. <laughs> so, so you yeah, want to be a wizard. Yeah. I suppose you could do that. I, I thought that with music... Sometimes when you, uh, the songs you write, if you're trying to like exaggerate to make it, you know, a more entertaining song, that stuff actually fucking happens like in the future. You know what I mean? Like whenever you, you put it in there, you'd be like, yeah, the, the, the bitch is crazy and she, uh, burned up my shit. And then you turn to your buddy and go, well, she actually didn't burn up my shit. But <laughs> I just put that in there cause it rhymed. But 10 years later, a bitch burns his shit now. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's real shit. Yeah, Andre Ryzen. Right? Andre Ryzen probably has oh, a rap song. Oh, dude. Oh, they got a verse he's about it. He's burning the crib down. About it. It's his hot R&B bitch burning <laughs> his fucking house down. And, yeah. 
Don't go chasing waterfalls, Twan, right. please. That's funny. That'll do it for episode 20. 20! Um, you know, it's funny. I, was, I, I brought up uh, <laughs> the other day how I was listening to, to old like, raw files of like the first couple episodes. And it's it's like listening to them, it's cringy because it's like, oh, that's what we sounded like. We sound better. We're getting better. Yay. You know, we'll, we're still finding our little niche. Radio? Yeah. Oh, exclusive. Well, oh, brand new news. <laughs> uh, you can now listen to us on iHeartRadio. Uh, that's fucking cool. Dude, what is that? What? What? That's, that's a bump up, man. That's yeah. Like, you know. 20, I mean, you know, that, that's our, our, 20 is a big milestone, I think. And, and we're getting some, some cool news for it, too. So hopefully just keep climbing. Uh, but that'll do it for us. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Bye, guys. I'm so sad.